The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host well, or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Now, I don't, Independent I don't know checking and corrections is. are encouraged. Go get a cup of coffee in here, please. More coffee, please, ma. I'm still in bed. Don't wake me up. I don't want to go to school today. I I don't feel well. I'm tired. I I had a really cool dream and I wanted to continue dreaming. Wake up, America. You've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about kumbaya and flat earth insanity. Stand-up comedy? You want stand-up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit-down comedy. It's time for Coffee with a Dog. You make me laugh. I'm not going to make you laugh, but we have two comedians, so I can't pronounce the name. We are going to challenge to make you laugh, or it will be put to a fire in the blood, and we want their careers and their lives. I need this to wake me up, because I'm still happy to sit for three quarters before 90 percent of the Actually, I'm still sleeping. Wow. Wow, Vic. can't believe it did that. Good morning, folks. It is Thursday, your favorite day of the week, other than Friday or Saturday or Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. It's But other than those, it's your favorite day of the week. Actually, Thursday is not bad because the week's almost over. You could smell Friday from here. Oh, something's wrong with Friday. Anyway, um, what the fuck? Oh, it's uh, Thursday, uh, October 5th, uh, 2023. I had to think about what year it is. I'm like, Glenn Campbell, I don't need to know that. But I do know it's C major 7 chord, okay? So there you go. Uh, It's been a while since I played Wichita lineman, but Willie has never been to Wichita, so what difference does it make? You see what I'm saying? You're following this thread here. My friend Dave, Dave Cobb, Dave is a bass player, drummer, one of the best of both that I ever played with. Um, he's uh, the original guy from the Hank Porter and the Lonesome Cowboys. He was the original drummer from that band. Played drums with the Rockin' 45s uh, in the beginning, and on and off, he was our main guy. He was our favorite drummer, and we say that in front of the guy who has had the position for as long, uh, the longest, and on and off, Mike Barone. Dave is the best drummer we ever had and our favorite drummer. He's also a crazy motherfucker, uh, but he's also the best bass player we ever had. He played bass for about five years with the Rockin' 45s. Dave has a history of uh, getting mad at me and not talking to me for years at a time for reasons I never even I don't even know what I said several times that caused that but I've known Dave for a long time he's a quirky motherfucker but he's a good guy a great heart his uh, wife he he had gone 
40 years without being married and then found love again late in life and moved to Arizona and just moved to Arizona. His wife uh, got uh, myalgic encephalomyelitis. Encephalomyelitis. I'm sorry. Um, I just graduated medical school yesterday and I should know these terms. Anyway, he's got to go, go fund me and I'm going to put that in the, in the link. If you could give a dollar or if you can't give a dollar, just if you could go there and share it, that would be enough. Uh, I shared it this morning and people I don't know on Twitter are sharing it. God bless them. Uh, but all they're looking to do is get her from Arizona back to New York for where she, I guess, had some kind of medical coverage here, but doesn't, it's not applicable in Arizona. Why? I can't tell you. I, I, I can't. But, um, the thing is, she can't sit upright. She can't fly. Uh, she has to be flat. So, and it's very expensive to get her back to New York. Well, it's not like we're not talking millions of dollars here, folks. This is why a, a couple of bucks or um, just sharing it will be enough, and we appreciate that. But trying to get her back to New York, uh, where she can get uh, the care that she needs. Anyway, I. I I felt obligated to share that first thing in the morning. I hope you will. I'm going to keep that up there. Go fund me for Andrea uh, Cobb. Well, she's got a long list, uh, one of these very long, complicated names. Just call her Andrea Cobb. Anyway, uh, we wish her the best. And uh, I did what we could. We gave her a little donation on behalf of the show. Uh, and uh, we hope they get to back to. Long Island. Dave's a good guy again. And he, you know, found love late in life and is brokenhearted because he's trying to do everything he can to be a caretaker for his wife and she needs help. So, all right, I'm off that bandwagon, but I'll leave that up there for for now. Yesterday, and we have to we have to run here pretty quick because uh, we got two guests coming on. We probably have to do the football picks, which you know what we should just call it a day and saying I won. Uh, bet on the Super Bowl right now, <laughs> but we can't just jump to that conclusion. Anyway, yesterday, um, I drove 50 miles. Well, I drove 50 miles to a dispensary. Here's well, the point I'm going to make is the money, the money, the money. That's the money. That's the, that's the money. You understand what I'm talking about? The money. Um, if you don't know, if you now follow the program on a really consistent basis and know my local, what I thought was a dispensary, was actually an illegal weed shop that got raided and shut down. And so I can't buy weed here uh, legally in my neighborhood like I could for the last year and a half. Uh, so I had to find a dispensary. Now, my county, Suffolk County, is fucked up prudes. Uh, ridiculous. They're the kind of people like Laura Ingram who think that marijuana is the devil's dandruff or whatever, devil's uh, lettuce, whatever it is, they want to make it illegal again. And they're refusing to get on the uh, bandwagon with legal marijuana. And so we don't have, we have one uh, medical dispensary that you have to pay the state. And I have the card, but I didn't renew the card because it's $200 a year. And I was like, fuck that. It's legal, recreationally legal. Now, why should I have to buy this card from the state for another $200? Weed's expensive enough. I'm not doing it. I should have done it. 
because now I can't even go to that dispensary. So the only one I could go to was across the county line in Farmingdale, New York. It's 50 miles away from here. I went there. Now, keep in mind, in Nassau, there's a ton of them. And in New York City, there's a ton of dispensaries. They're everywhere. I went to this one called uh, Strange Stars. I got there and noticed the parking lot was full and there was a line out the door. Wow. So I go in and they ask for my ID my to see my age. You have to be 21. And, of course, I look like I'm under 21. So I had to show my ID, which is, I'm laughing. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, even if there were the cops standing right here next to me and I didn't show you my ID, I don't think he would bust your balls about that. Like, come on, you think that guy's 20? <laughs> my underwear is older than 20. My old, my underwear, the underwear I'm wearing right now is probably about 45. You didn't need to know that. Anyway, so I'm on this long line. And I asked the guy in front of me, I said, you come here often? <laughs> I guess he thought I was trying to pick him up. Come here often, fella? Uh, he said, yeah. I said, is the line always like this? He said, yeah, but it goes quick. Okay. So as I got inside where I could see the business happening, there's this long line, and the line is going pretty quick. And I'm watching the money, and I'm doing the math, and I'm counting the money. And I shit you not, I was in there for uh, less than three minutes. And I saw more than $10,000 exchange hands in cash. $10,000 in three minutes. Do the math, folks. $10,000 cash in three minutes. That's $200,000 an hour in cash. They're open 10 hours a day. That's $2 million in cash a day, seven days a week. And it's not the only dispensary on the block. And so that... (laughs) How many millions of dollars uh, per year is that? I don't know if they take, they got to take off some holidays and stuff and close down. But you were talking about three quarters of a billion, with a B, dollars in cash per year. This is the kind of money. And it's not the only dispense. There are two down the block. If they're all doing that kind of business and they are taking tax money on it, or at least my receipt has tax money on it, but again, it's cash, so... They could be playing some fast and funny games. But you can see the revenue that that's doing for the county. My fucking stupid county is just ignoring all that tax revenue that could really fuel some good things for the county and the people who live in this county. But no, they're too fucking prudish and stuck up about the devil's lettuce to really accept the money. Meanwhile, every other county in the state is saying, yeah, we'll take it, we'll take it, we'll take it. So idiots like me have to drive 50 miles to give the tax money to the county next to us. Doesn't make any sense. But I am floored about how much we are spending on marijuana every every fucking day. Because I asked the guy, are you come here often? He said, all the time. And the line is always like this. Yeah, the line's always like this. Always. They're always constantly doing $10,000 every three minutes in cash. People must be paid there now, very well there. Now, the one thing I'm going to say, and I don't want to get blamed for this, but I will um, when it happens, is there's two guards there. One, and both of them are my age. One of them looks like he's dying of long, 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 long COVID. Man, I can't even say long COVID. I keep saying long COVID. Long COVID. He looks like he's dying. He's like feeble old man. And the other guy's a big fat jelly donut eating former cop or something who... 
probably 75 years old and probably you see where I'm going here? Two security guards guarding $2 million in cash every day. Sooner or later, somebody's going to go in there. Guns, guns not necessarily blazing, but guns showing and saying, give me all the cash and don't fuck around. We know how much is going on in here. It's going to happen. It, and it's not like, I don't know, it's not like it's a flower shop or something stupid like that. I mean, it's like a good place to rob if you're going to rob someplace. I'm just, I'm not encouraging crime in any way. I'm just saying if you're a criminal and you have a choice between, I don't know, 1-800-Flowers, which probably does some good money, and Stars and Strange, or any other dispensary that happens to be in another county, just choose wisely is all I'm saying. I'm not encouraging crime. Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead, uh, brother. Brother William, get your good mornings in because I have a couple comments about this. And I don't want to interrupt your good morning with uh, the, with my little stupid comments about the the pot place. So go ahead. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're you're muted. Okay. Oh, really? oh no, you're not, you're oh, not yeah. muted. You're not muted. Just your mic's not on or something. See this? This okay. is. This Go ahead, make your comments. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead while, like, while he while that rank amateur, while that rank amateur gets his shit together. Uh, no, stop. Uh, the first thing, as far as far as robbing that place, yes. As far as robbing that place goes, I I would not. I I do not. Not only do I not recommend it. Do not fuck with old dying security guards. They're there to prove something. They're either there to make up for the one that got away. And they're going to shoot your ass just to make up for it. So, they didn't have guns. but I, I said, they don't, I You, you no think guns. they don't have guns. You think they don't have guns. And when you've been right. around that long, you know where to hide shit. Yeah. You don't get around that long without hiding shit from your wife. So they know how to, they know how to hide a gun or, or they choke have, They have some great concealing techniques now. I want to be very clear. I am not, uh, you know, telling people to go rob this place. I just think it's going to happen. Uh, and and I mean, you're probably right. They have protections in place. Yeah, you're probably right. That it's going to happen. But what I'm just saying is that it that if you're going to pick a place, pick a place with a young guy as a guard because he's going. I got my whole life to look forward to. That's I'm not going point. to try to stop you. You got an old guy. He's like, I got, I got to make up for some past mistakes. I'm taking your ass out. Yeah. Right, or yeah. Yeah. I got nothing left to live for. I probably do ten days in jail. Yeah. Or, that, uh, that I, or, or, be, go ahead, Will. That old guy might be a Vietnam vet with a hero complex. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, <laughs> doesn't, he didn't look it. Don't uh, count on how old guys. Wasn't there like a, wasn't there some like house burglar that got beat up by like an 80 year old? He got like one tooed by an 80 year old, like real good. He was lumped up in his mugshot. Uh, yeah, but I'm not saying this is going to be one skinny guy going in there with a uh, with a, right, a, yeah, a pea I'm shooter. Sure be a whole team of motherfuckers. For two million dollars cash, yeah. I think yeah. you can afford a team. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Now, again, I'm not encouraging this behavior. I'm just predicting yeah, it's that risk. this is going to yeah, happen. It's certainly a risk. And the but other I'm part sure of this that you guys are overlooking is these security guards. They get twelve dollars an hour. You're not going to put your life on the line. And all so the because... heat they can smoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, 
your, your choice is I get $12 an hour. Am I going to uh, risk my life for this guy who's uh, robbing the place? Or am I going to turn the other way and then go outside and say, hey, remember, I, I didn't even fucking call the cops on you, dude. Um, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, if I if I retire from the ministry and y'all see me as a security guard, don't fuck with me. Because <laughs> at that I, point, I got nothing left to lose. And I'm going to get my brownie points. All right, so don't but the, the bigger point here, now that there's three of these on the block, and this county is full of them, and New York City is full of them, there is a whole lot of revenue uh, being, uh, you know, uh, generated by the cannabis industry, and my county is fucking stupid as hell for ignoring it or just, like, not wanting any part of it because of some religious or some ridiculous idea that it's a gateway drug or any anything like that i mean obviously if it were a gate gateway drug those people wouldn't be there uh shopping for weed they'd be on the corner trying to get cocaine (laughs) at the very least if your county's not going to uh allow you to buy it the least they could do to take advantage of the revenue is to offer to launder the money because there's not a lot of federally insured banks that are going to take that cash so the least your county can do is put up a bank to launder the money so y'all can get the revenue that way. Even if they don't want to morally sell you the drugs, they can at least benefit from the cash from the next county. So, yeah, I just want to be uh, very clear here. I did try the marijuana uh, after I went to the store. I don't know if that if you guys are going to judge me on that. Maybe you, I mean, you'll forgive me. but We're still judging you from two days ago. We haven't even caught up to today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I did try it, and uh, listen, There's a, I bought a, several different brands, but this Purple Daddy several stuff. Several different brands, even? Jeez. Huh? <laughs> several different brands? Yeah. You're, yeah, you're, well. You're, you're, going cycle. Down the, you're going down the spiral quick, the, buddy. The menu is just, it looks delicious. I mean, and I they, know, they, right? they got some of the coolest names, too. Yeah. And... Ralphie, uh, I was talking to him about it last night. He said he went there with his daughter, and they were looking at it, and they have dime bags, uh, which they don't do the math right, because three and a half grams is, say, $50, but then they have dime bags where you can buy three and a half grams for $35, $10 a gram, and that comes out to $35. And the business is uh, not really hip to the, the mistake they made. So he was buying like lots of little grams. So <laughs> I'll take a gram of this, a gram of that, a gram of this, and saving money. So the backwards, generally, the more you buy. Anyway, so yeah, the weed business here. So I'm just thinking about this because this is New York State, but and I don't know how many states. Probably about a dozen or more states have it legalized. The amount of revenue, it could definitely uh, deal with a lot of problems, all this tax revenue, if we did it nationwide. Right. And, and we could fix a lot of problems. So government, get off your ass and make this shit legal. And then yeah. get all the people who are in jail for marijuana. Get them the fuck out. Let them right. go. Just let them go. Aren't the federal ones out? Or is it just the state guys? What's, what happened? Because didn't they, um, I thought they did some kind of criminal reform. But it was just affecting the federal system? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, there's, there's part of that. But here, I think Will will back this up. I hope he will. Maybe he won't. But when a, a kid goes into jail uh, for smoking a joint, 
chances are he's going to do something in there that's going to extend his sentence or something like that. So he's going to get meet oh, with yeah. the yeah. wrong people. And all of a sudden, you're not just in there for a marijuana offense before. Right. And it, I hate to get on the old bleeding heart liberal because I, I, I always hated all those li- labels and stuff. I'll tell you a really quick story. And I got, when I was 54, 53 years old, pulled over by a cop. I was smoking a big fat stogie and uh, by the way, I tried marijuana before. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> but for an expired expense in, uh, inspection sticker, he pulled me over. I don't even know how he saw it. He did a quick turnaround and got on me. And I got this joint smoking in the van. And the fucking thing is reeking like weed. And the cop comes over and he says, I smell marijuana in here. I said, uh, my kids must have been in here smoking it last night. <laughs> it's, I can still see the smoke. I was like, oh, I don't smoke that stuff. I'm an old man. I don't smoke that stuff. He said, is there ma- marijuana in the car right now? No. He I smoked looking. it all. Yeah, he's, he starts looking through shit. He's not finding stuff, and he's asking me to open the glove compartments and stuff. And then I, he goes, dig down there. I said, oh, you got me. So I pulled it up and pulled up a bag. I said, I don't know how that got there. <laughs> he said, he took the bag of weed. And he went back and he wrote, he called in and basically found out I had no priors and came back. He didn't even give me a ticket. He said, get your inspection for, uh, speaker, uh, taken care of and here's your weed back. He said, don't lie to people because you'll get arrested. And uh, I'm a 54-year-old, 53-year-old white man and he gave me my weed back and, said, and, and a warning. Dude, and I was like, if I were a black kid, a 21-year-old dude. black kid or a Latino kid driving down, I'd be in jail for 10 years. My family would never see me again. And so there's that part of the, the marijuana law. Because all the kids, all the people getting arrested are young people of color. And they're likely can't afford a lawyer. They're going to get a, a uh, you know, a defender, a public defender who's just going to say plead guilty, and you're never going to see them again. They're going to go away and never come back. So we still have those people in jail. They're not because they are not just pot offenders anymore. So I hate to get on that pillicle. I'm pretty sure that what they did is if you had just just a weed prime, you did they did release those people. But like, if you had like a gun with you or anything like that, like you still were in prison for those other charges you know what yeah um but i do think that they did let out um the people that just have but there may be some of them and i'm sure federally they did that and i'm sure right. state to state they're challenging it you know what i mean right based on their own stupid beliefs it's just like you know they legalize the recreational and medical in south dakota also but christy gnome she let the medical go through, but she's been blocking the the recreational since the 2020 election. It's so weird because um, yeah. her and Lauren Bobert smoke a joint in their latest porn film, uh, Government in, in the Stove. Um, they, they, you know, I'm surprised that uh, nobody has count because when Sarah Palin was out, they were very quick to do all these porn parodies with a, a girl who looked and I mean, Kristen Noem is kind of hot. She's she's actually not bad. Looking. Listen, Laura Bobert. I mean, she's a midget. She's, she's kind of funny looking, but <laughs> but uh, I would fuck her in a, if I were a young man and my dick still worked. I would I would fuck her right. in a heartbeat. Yeah, Kristen Noem is country girl hot for sure. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? like yeah, like 
Listen, yeah. it, it don't take much. It wouldn't take much for me if I was still an active fucker to get like, excited. Like, like to see what she's like in the saddle. You know I fucked the law in the law yeah. one or whatever. I fucked the law in the law one. Anyway. Uh, email about being Mervigan, by the way, hopefully. Like, uh, it was a, are you sure you want to do this email? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to do football picks? Okay, I mean, do you want to do football? I I have no idea what's happening. I don't have last week's picks. I don't. They're. I and my wife got on me this morning about I didn't call yesterday, so I still need to call the airport today and see if they're in the lost and found. If they found my notebook, um, and uh, you know, because there's a lot of good stuff in there. I got song lyrics in there and everything, bro. If like, you yeah, want to make sure I, they find your book, if you want to make sure they look for your book. When you call, say, look, I'm looking for my book. It has jokes and about $300 in it. Right, um, right. So, yeah. And they will look for your book. Of course, they'll find it. go like, we found your book. Your $300 is gone. You can go like, oh, damn. Well, at least I got my book back. See, but right. they'll look for it because they're looking for the cash. Yeah. So I'm just mm. saying put that in there. And it won't that- cost you anything to put the $300 in your book. So this church of last resort, didn't you, you kind of encourage uh, lying to people and doing all sorts of bad stuff? No, I have never encouraged anybody to lie. No, I was no. just telling him because it's not a lie. I know. Here's the deal: there is not three hundred dollars in there. I know and that. Them, so it's a lie. And to they're say not going to find three hundred dollars. It's not going to cost three hundred dollars. Uh, I'm just saying he's getting them to do their job. For three hundred dollars, it doesn't exist. He's, uh, just getting, he's encouraging them to do their job. It's not I a believe, lie. It's I believe the address for for if you're gonna get on a soapbox, it's gd so funny at gmail Is that where we're sending? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, yeah, let's just really run through the quick uh, picks as quick. I'll I'll read off the lines and we'll just do it. So we have it on tape. I'll analyze it. I, I will go okay. back and. This weekend, I will recap where we were from last week and get the right, record that, straight and all that. that. All right, so tonight's game, Washington Commanders at Chicago Bears. Uh, Chicago, Bears are getting six. I'm taking the Bears. You know, the Bears are getting six? Bears and are getting six. Chicago, the- yeah, we should do that. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Uh, eight ball says outlook looks good. What does it say? Outlook good. That looks good. Good. Yeah, good. good. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right so we're taking the Bears. Go Bears. Go Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Okay. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Jackson. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars are getting five and a half. I'm taking the Bills. God, are we going to agree on all these picks, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills for sure. A ball says my sources say no. Wow. I'm just telling you, we want to see know, who's well, got the best record. Eight ball or you guys. No. I know. Uh, it's interesting that the, the eight ball actually uh, can pick football. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens are giving up four points to the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, <laughs> you hate the Steelers. Oh. You hate the Steelers? You like do. Steelers. No, you That's do. That's my second favorite team, actually. Oh, really? But uh, I'm going to take Baltimore, though, because I'm a dick. All right. <laughs> who's, who's the home team? Because this is how this goes. Baltimore for. is the home team. Ba- yeah, Baltimore is oh, the home team. it says outlook not so good. Oh, it could yeah. be an upset. All right. Next game, uh, Patriots and Saints. Uh, Saints are home, uh, and they're getting a point. I'm going to take the Patriots. Me, too. 
I'm taking the pass. This is is ask again later, so I'll try it on Monday. I hate to agree with you. That's three out of four. What what does that say? It said ask again later, so I'm going to try it on Monday. Oh, now it says yes. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) You can't do that in the betting. The bookie would shoot you. Um, (laughs) Falcons at at, at Texans. uh, Texans uh, getting two points, and they're home. Falcon, Atlanta. I'm gonna take the Texans. I I'm hate Texas. Go ATL. Okay, and this is going with book. It says it is certain, so that's a lock. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's his lock of the week. That's Rev's lock of the week. You got no, that? Not mine. Ball. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miami. Yeah, can't gamble. Listen, Miami Dolphins at New York Giants. Dolphins are giving up 11 points, and they're uh, they're in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, giving up 11 points. These are the Dolphins who, what, they scored like uh, they scored 190 like points. points. Two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then they lost last week, right? And then they lost last week, yes. <laughs> so, they shot but the Giants, Giants have given up 40 points uh, already in one game this year and then lost another 23 to uh, uh, two or something. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take the Dolphins. They're giving up 11? Yes. I'll, I'll take the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins is the right pick. I have to take the Giants because my father would fucking kill me if I didn't. <laughs> the, the Magic 8 ball is going to Dolphins, and it says signs point to yes. Uh, wow. Uh, Colts, Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee Tight Ones. Uh, the Tennessee Tight Ones are at home, and they're giving up two points. They're giving up two points. So I think they'll cover that. I'm gonna, Yeah, I'm going to take the Tight Ones. Yeah, eight ball. My sources say yes. Yes. I'm sorry. It said no. Sorry. I'm uh, sorry. I corrected. The eight ball corrected me. My sources say no. So I guess it didn't like that pick. Eight ball better really get its shit together with its uh, betting account here, or we're gonna cut it off. You can't make bets and just be sw- changing your mind so quickly like that. Anyway, well, yeah, I guess you can as long as you change your mind before the the, the first ball snap. Before kickoff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Lions at Carolina Panthers. This is the tough one because the Lions seem to be a a, a team the of Lions destiny, right? Win. Yeah. The NFC North. They're giving up 10 points in Carolina. Ooh, they're giving up 10, though? Yeah. So Carolina is plus 10 at home? Yes. Oh, I'm taking Carolina. I'm taking Carolina. Ah. I I know that's why it's so tough because I agree with you. You can't, but Detroit, every time, every time I go against them, they fucking (laughs) surprise the hell out of me. I'm going to go with the, no, I'm going with the Panthers. Fuck. It's a smart thing to do. I mean, listen, I'm not saying the lions won't win the game, but, but 10 points is a lot. I don't think, I don't think it's smart to give 10 points to the whole team. What does your left ball say? (laughs) <laughs> but this is yes. Yeah. Going, you yeah. Got, yeah. Wait, wait, you got two balls? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got you four. I'm Tress Waybos. I'm a collector. I'm a collector. I'm Tress Waybos. The legend of Tress Waybos. <laughs> uh Rams and Eagles. You know, I'm I think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. You know that, right? Um Eagles are giving up four and a half points at home to the Rams. I Eagles all the way, all day, every day. 
uh, seven days a week, even if they're all high on purple daddy weed. What are you taking? We Eagle, Eagles or Rams? I mean, I'll take the Rams just to be in opposition. They're 3,000 miles from home in a city that is uh, just mugging people who walk down the street. <laughs> and some of those are NFL players mugging the people. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What does your ball say? What does your right ball say? Oh, it, it, yeah, it's it, it, it's just very doubtful for the Rams. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. yeah it's going. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Wow, we are we're about halfway through here. Thing, I think. Arizona Cardinals at Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Bengals are home. They're giving up three points. I'm going with Cincinnati again over Arizona. Arizona. I'm not impressed with Arizona at all. What's the line? Who's minus three? Cincinnati's home, giving up three points to Arizona Cardinals. Come on, man, that's an easy one. The Cardinals suck. Even the Rev would not even offer a healing prayer for Arizona. That's how bad they suck. They are beyond redemption. All right, I'll take Cincinnati. You talked me into it. Yeah, it says out the good. So now the most interesting game of the week: Denver Broncos at New York Jets. Jets and Giants are both home this week. Oh, do I have that right? How could that be? They both play. Yeah, they are. Different days. No, it's not different days. It's just later in the day. Um. Anyway, it's uh, Jets are at home and they're uh, giving up a point and a half to Denver. You know, I've been saying the Jets all all year, and they since week one they've kind of fucking went in the tank. They need they need somebody to get injured. They need Aaron Rodgers to come out and somebody just like fucking run them over with a truck, and then they'll win. You know, but, Aaron Rodgers is talking about coming back this season already. You know I know. That, right? yeah. yeah, he got in trouble for for saying shit about uh, somebody. Who, uh, getting vaccines or something. He did some video on it, and it was trending on Twitter yesterday. But uh, Jets giving up one one point five at home. I got to take the Jets again. I know. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go with Jay and pick the Broncos. Uh, oh, Jelly picked the Broncos. No, this the, there's somebody in the chats on Facebook that uh, is picking teams as well. Oh, oh, who, who, oh, Jay, Jay. Moranti. Jay is, yeah, yeah, so, uh, Jimmy Durante's son, Jay, Jay Moranti. Um, what did, what does your ball say, Ref? I've shaken it five times. I've shaken my ball five times, and I think it's going to be a push because each answer is just hazy. I can't tell you now. Uh, ask again says, later. The ball says, ask her out. Go ahead. Yeah, her yeah. Out. So it's, not, I not think it's going to be, the ball thinks it's going to be a push. Okay, well, push. Ooh, ah. what's the line? One and uh, a half. One point five. It can't be a push. Jets a favorite. A well, I, look, I'm just telling you what the ball says. It, it, it's usually picking baseball. Okay, this is. Yeah. I had to recalibrate this before. This could be my fuck up. This could be my fuck up and not the ball. I'm just since saying. the first guest is very late, maybe a no show. We can maybe pick the uh, playoff baseball playoffs after this too. I mean, so the next game, and I think we're getting close to being done here with football. Minnesota Vikings at Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are home, and they're giving up four points 
I know we hate the Vikings. Don't we all hate the Vikings? Do we yeah, all, all, we, we yeah. hate the Vikings? Yeah, so Chiefs all day. So, yeah, you know, I think that was Super Bowl four or five, the Chiefs and the Vikings. Uh, I have no idea. I'm not yeah, I, the Vikings won that, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I Kansas City. Cool. They, they did have history, so. Yeah, Kansas City at home giving up four. I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Rev, your ball. I, I, yes, Chiefs. Yeah, ball Chiefs. says Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. Yeah. Now, why didn't they have to change their name? Because Chiefs is a respectful name. My, I, you know, I do think that's probably part of it. Yeah. Okay. The, the, uh, the Redskins was more of a, um, uh, like a slur than a. I think we should make the Cowboys change their name because Cowboy is a kind of a slur. Only when they play. I want to get Estherville, Iowa to change their names from the Midgets. That's what I want. I know you do. We're, we're working I on that. Well, we, I'm telling you. We I haven't put enough e- energy into that, but we should work on that. Oh. Dude, next year. Okay, so I think the per- – like, it needs to be the homecoming parade. Like, like I just – the vision that I see is just, a, you know, a, a half wall of little people walking down Main Street that just interrupts their homecoming parade and there's like no further, you know, <laughs> like, like yeah. you know, and that could be like Gandalf and like you shall not pass, you know, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and, that would, it'd be weird if the t- entire team were like fucking the biggest six foot nine. They're all midgets, but they're all like six foot nine, 340 right. pounds or something. Right. I mean, uh, I don't understand how it ever became because like when you pick a team name, you figure you would pick a name, you know, it's supposed to be like a powerful name or a name that, you know, your opponents or, might be afraid of or whatever. Or with midgets. Not always. Sometimes sometimes it's just what your city is associated with. But they weren't though. They're like they're maybe that <laughs> maybe at the time they named them, everybody in town was like really small. They no, yeah. Or they had a, a bowling league. <laughs> and and I'm further like to add that a few years ago, because we're talking about small town areas, and a few years ago, they actually combined school district with Lincoln and Central and became the Estherville Lincoln Central Midgets. Like, they could have <laughs> taken on a different name when they combined, but no, they kept the name Midgets. All right, uh, t- you're getting a little worked up here. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it, but it's not worth getting all that. It's not worth giving yourself a stroke over. It's, That's all I just want to say. It's fun. It's fun for me. I'm- Cowboys and, and uh, 49ers, now they have history. Cowboys and 49ers. Cowboys are home, and they're getting three and a half points. I'm going with the 49ers. They're, 49ers are giving up three and a half points to Cowboys. 49ers are a real deal, I think. I mean, they're Cowboys gonna be definitely have their moments, though. Yeah. Well, against teams like the Giants. Everybody has a moment against the Giants. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll pick the Cowboys. Rev? Well, this is also saying yes, so, yeah. All right. Which, you guys go with Cowboys. Okay. Uh, Green Bay, who, who Will loves Green Bay, uh, versus the Ra- Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Green Bay has given up a point. They're at home. You trust the Las Vegas? I mean, so it, the game is in Green Bay? It's in Green Bay. They're giving up one point. I'm going with the Packers. 
I don't want to pick the Packers, but I'm sure that's who's going to win. I know. Oh, Packers. Packers. Rev? Uh, this is, don't look yes. at me. <laughs> the Bears judging me right now, okay? I know. Yeah, you, you, you suck at a big Ditka. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Rev? Oh, it, it, it would agree. It said yes. Uh, it said so. Green Bay. Yes. All right. Oh, and that's it. That's it. That was the Monday night game. So, yeah, that's all of it. All right. Now, I will have to go over that to see what uh, to line it up and see how we did. Major League Baseball game odds. Uh, Texas Rangers at Baltimore Orioles. I don't know why we're even picking this stuff, but we got some time to kill, and why, why not? Rangers at Baltimore. It sounds like a fucking football matchup, uh, Texas against uh, Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's home, and they're giving up one and a half points in baseball. One and a half points is a lot. Yeah, that's a double in a home run. Right, <laughs> it's a double in a home run. Right. Uh, I will. I don't know. I yeah, don't I like know. the Rangers. I'm a I'm a big Nolan Ryland fan, so uh, I'll I'll take the Rangers. I don't think he's pitching anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, but no, but like <laughs> he know. could be somewhere. <laughs> fucking old man. Yeah, but, but he only gets one pitch per game. You know how they do that pitch count? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Texas Rangers, too, only because they got uh, all the Mets. <laughs> they got all the Mets. Um, Arizona Di- Diamondbacks at L.A. Dodgers. I'm taking the Dodgers. The Dodgers are giving up one and a half points, but the Dodgers, yeah, Dodgers are probably in, the best in team. In honor of Steve Garvey, I'll pick the Dodgers. Phillies, Phillies at Atlanta Braves are still one and a half points. They're all like one and a half points. The Braves win that. Hello. I don't know. Playoff baseball can surprise you, but I, I'm still I'm going to take the Braves over Philly. Do you guys Do you guys remember Randy Johnson? That guy was awesome. Of course, I'll pick the Braves. Yeah, I don't All know right. why I keep saying old baseball players. It's really All right, last game. Yeah, he, was, uh, he hit a bird once, so you remember that? Yeah, he, and the bird died. It took ball right into a bird. It, that was it killed the bird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rev, did you pick that one? The Braves, Phillies. Uh, I, I, man, I'm still stuck on the Orioles because <laughs> I I was I was born in Baltimore. I I got to go through, and plus Brooks Robinson just died. So I'm thinking that since Brooks Robinson just died and he's overlooking, he was like one of the best third basemen ever. He's probably in heaven right now, overlooking like tilting the game in their favor. It's like they're they're inspired to win it for the Orioles, but because of my bad luck, I don't think the Orioles could win another game ever. No, mm. uh, no, I'm going with the Orioles because of Brooks Robinson. He meant a lot to me when I was a kid. All right, and the Dodgers? You taking the Dodgers over the Diamondbacks or no? I'm going with the Diamondbacks, but that's because I still love Randy Johnson. <laughs> uh, Phillies and Braves. Uh, I, I gotta go. I gotta go with Philly. Really? Oh, because yeah. it's close. It's close to your hometown now. Okay. No cheesesteak. I love cheesesteak. Oh, oh, yeah. But you can't have cheesesteak anymore. <laughs> no, I can't. I no, love, I, 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 I get the, I, I get the faux cheesesteak. No, not real, not real steak. But it's not real cheese either. So right, it's cheese product. Yeah, cheese product. And a last game, Astros and Twins. Uh, it's all one and a half points. Astros are home, giving up a, a, a point and a half. Whoever makes the ba- uh, the baseball line just fucking mailed it in. Uh, minus one point yeah. five. Why don't one point? 
Yeah, and to be honest, there's Kirby's so funny. many. Yeah, there's so many people. Was it the Astros were like known for cheating? What two seasons ago? And yeah, they're I, cheaters. Cheaters. Yeah. And it's hard for me. It's like that's why I could never ever root for another Patriot game or another Brady game or you know I I, I don't like cheaters. I don't like I, cheaters. I think so. Jay I think Jay Morantes uh going with the Twins or at least the other day he got a boner when the guy was wearing a, a twin hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that's just a condition he has. Yeah. Because <laughs> he 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 emailed me and asked for a prayer about that. Really? That wasn't no. Uh, Jay, confession is secret. Email is not. So when you email me, <laughs> I'm just going to post and share because it's not a confession. <laughs> it's just like a shit you're telling me. Uh, if I would have had time last night, I would have uh, fulfilled Ian's wish about putting the hate mail together. It's just such a fucking pain in the ass uh, to share. the. But I want to, because some of them are so fucking ridiculous. Like you can't understand why they're mad at me you will read these fucking emails when i put them online uh maybe i'll just put them on the website and we can read them from there but you will read some of these things and say what what exactly are you fucking angry about because i can't figure it out it's like the language is really like some of these people either are really it's amazing they can work email uh (laughs) really stupid people never you know never went to even elementary school or anything i mean it's really bad language anyway um yeah so that's all on 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 the stuff and i'm just gonna say don't bet the ranch don't don't bet everything you have on my picks i don't want to feel and if you make any money off of the eight ball picks uh, i want 10 percent. it's a yeah. tithe it's a tithe yeah, I said just read the emails live. You know what? Tomorrow I'll do that. I'll I'll have my email pulled up on that computer and I'll just read them from there. I don't want to do it here because it will screw up the stream and I'll, we'll all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but not all the emails. He just wants the damn emails. Damn email. Well, the they're all, yeah, they're all damn emails. Uh, okay, I'll just say because he's he's singling them out. He'll say just read the damn emails out loud, not the, the other. other- Think uh, other challenge of this, and I think I'm probably I don't know if I'm the only one that deals with this shit. You guys let me know. I get probably, and I, I this is really not an exaggeration. I'm just thinking what what a realistic number is. Got to be upwards of 200 marketing emails, spam type of emails, stuff that because they know I'm interested in apps and AI apps right. and all these kind of and uh, courses and, and money-making schemes and all this fucking kind of shit all day long. My fucking spam filter can't keep up with this shit. Yeah. And, and so it ends up in my inbox, and I'm scrolling through that and getting rid of them every day. It's taking way too much time, and I was told... If you unsubscribe, that makes it worse because then they know you're actually reading your email right, and they put right. you in another one. Yes. So it's, it's a hopeful, hopeless situation. But that makes all, all this stuff, all, especially when I'm getting requests and I have to monitor the email for right. possible guests. And then, right. uh, you know, so I should go to my email here now be, and find out what happened to the guest. The guest probably, you know, what do you think it is? Time zone? Uh, the first guest, I'll tell you who, Adita, a guy, a guy, I think it's a guy. I shouldn't say that. That's a guy. It, it's a guy. It is. Have you seen yeah. the picture? Yeah. Uh, uh, Adita Maya 
is a Canadian comedian, filmmaker, and writer based in New York City. So it's not it's it's not a time zone thing. Uh, a recipient of several awards, including the 2020 Award for Excellence in Writing and 2017 Gosh Goldfaden Award. Uh, written several comic publications, including The Black Sheep, uh, Washington Square Local, and the follow-up Casey's. If uh, if this were a newspaper, so. You know, pretty accomplished guy, and it goes on and on about what he's done there. From Canada, but living in New York City, maybe Canada screwed him up. They, you know, maybe Canada said, "No, you're not allowed to go on that show." Maybe uh, that's it's funny. I don't know where Mississauga, Canada is. Mississauga. That's M I crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, crooked letter, crooked letter, A U G A. So, well, you know the the, the pattern here. I want. I don't want to say this guy's no. I didn't hear of. Have you guys never heard of him before today, right? Or until no, no. The the people who are the no shows, and I, we don't get no shows a lot that much. But the people who are no shows are the least heard of people. <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't find a video of him. I, I neither one him. of these guys. The other one, the second guest, Akua Doko. All I found out all, on the entire internet, all I could get was Chicago-based comedian. Oh, see, there's two of them. Yeah, I know there's two of them by the same name, and this one ran for Miss Ghana. The other one ran for Miss Ghana. So see if you can get that one. <laughs> yeah. Unless they're the same person and with two different profiles. Well, she has a, she has a show coming up in Chicago that she wanted to promote. So she's doing a good job so far. Yeah, well, no, she's the second hour, so she's not supposed to be here till ten fifteen. We have. Oh, great! Yeah, so she, yeah, might still be here. Ten. Wait a minute. Wait. A minute. Is this now? I saw her picture. So is this ten fifteen our time or ten fifteen? Well, I don't know. I don't know if Africans actually. She's not really an African though. I'm trying to figure out if CPT figures into this. How do you know she's not African? This is. I don't know. Is what I'm saying. Uh, That's what I'm yeah. trying to figure out if CPT is going to actually figure in. If you say ten fifteen to like a, a domesticated I, black. It may be like ten thirty when he before he shows up, but well, I say if this is an import, then I say she ten fifteen. I always tell everybody it, with the time zone just to make sure ten fifteen a.m. Eastern time. That's New York time. Now is that Eastern Orthodox? <laughs> <laughs> it's unorthodox. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you know, on there's this uh, service Pod Match which is for podcasters. I, I signed up for it a long time ago as a host and guests put in requests to come on the show through this thing. They get paid. Podmats gets paid by the guests to be on my show. I don't get anything out of it. They pay the service to hook people up with people like me so that they can promote their books or whatever and all that stuff. Uh, but they're getting paid. And I feel like I should get a cut of that. Why? Why should they? They be the only ones getting. Not that I would charge people for being on the show, but if they're gonna get charged for being on the show, shouldn't I get something? No, better yet, charge them to get the fuck off the show. <laughs> That's where your money's gonna come. It's like, no, you want to get off this show, you better fucking pay me. That's right. Your webcam is gonna be on twenty four seven, no matter what. You can leave, but yeah, we're gonna leave your webcam on and, and publish it to the world. <laughs> Willis says, "Oh, well, that he goes. That, that reminds me, my webcam is on. <laughs> no, I got to plug my phone in. What? You're working? Oh, your your phone's dying? Uh, it probably will. Yeah, I'm, I don't even know what my 
That's fine. Just everything is dying. We're all dying. I probably wasn't going to last much longer had I not plugged it in. But so now this podmatch stuff, once people have been on the show, and there have been a lot of them, and we don't have to mention all of them, but you know some of the people who have actually paid to be on the show. You would recognize the name. Once they go on, they confirm the interview on the site, and I have to go rate them on how they were as a guest and make a few comments about it. And then every once in a while, I get people looking to confirm who were never, I never heard of these people. And they're, te- they're saying they were guests on the show and they want me to confirm. It's like, I don't want to, you know, call them out on, on publicly on a, what, but I never heard of you, dude. You're not, you haven't been on my show. Who are you boys? I don't know. Very weird stuff. Yeah. Um, not that. Well, what, what I find interesting about what you just said there is that, so this service has people that pay them to get them on your show. And then when they've been on your show, you got to do a little survey about the person that paid to be on your show. So you I don't... actually do more work because this person is on your show and they're still not paying you. Yeah, I, I, I don't have to do that, but they asked me to do that. And I feel like... For the guests who have been really good guests, I feel like I should leave them a good feedback and say they were a great conversation. Uh, But then I get these ones that I don't know about. Now, I'm getting a new one today. Uh, I just want to – I won't mention the name here. But this is an author of a Connecticut uh, Yankee Goes to Washington. A Connecticut Yankee Goes to Washington. That sounds like uh, an old book, right? Connecticut Yankee King Arthur's Court or something. Uh, Birdman of of the Senate. (laughs) A new biography of Connecticut Governor and Senator George McClain. Uh, That sounds like an interesting book to have on now, but that's probably more for the evening show than for this. But, you know, I'm... Because I am interested in politics. You know I'm interested in politics. The morning these people on this uh, who watch the show and listen to the show are not interested. Is, in politics. is Bob Odenkirk on that list? Because he's trying to promote a book also. So you think you going to get Bob Odenkirk on? And you know what? That's helpful. I will reach out to – this is important. You know, Stephen Wright, I reached out to 100 times because he was doing podcasts about his book. And he'd been on some really – dopey, shitty little podcast. I do sell books. I mean, not to pat myself on the back because I can't even reach that far. But I do sell more books than most of these dopey podcasts. Right. My evening show, I every single one of those authors ends up selling books. Actually, And that's an accomplishment to actually get people out of their fucking seat to buy a book you have to read. You know, uh, I'm fairly certain that Dante is pretty good friends with Stephen Wright. So maybe reach out to Dante and uh, he might be able to. That's that's know. cool. Uh, yeah. Cause... Dante really enjoyed the interview with you. And, and so if Stephen hears that, you know, it was a, a great podcast, then from a trusted friend, maybe that would be enough. You know? Thanks for the tip. I will definitely do that. Uh, the the yeah. email from, I don't generally give up very easily, but the email that returned from Stephen Wright's people was was one of the most ugly uh, rejection letters I I have gotten. I know, surprising, right? Uh, I'll tell you, I, I will. I'm gonna. I'm in that kind of mood today. Him and Pendulette are the two most uh, looking down their nose 
at people like me. Okay, in, in Pendulet's defense, he's like six foot nine, so he's looking down <laughs> his nose on most people. Okay, so then you can't hold that against him. I, I, I got to how dare you? How dare you ask me? Email yeah, from him. I now I, well, I do have a uh, and also he's got the ponytail, which is probably pulling his head back. Also, oh yeah. But now I, I do have a. When you're talking about patting yourself on the back, I've learned uh, over the years. Uh, when I turned sixty, the first thing I do is I put a picture of my hand on my back on my chair, and so when I need that pat on the back, I just do this. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Good to know. Put a little picture I, on the back of your chair. Listen, if I can, if I'm gonna have an artificial hand doing anything, it's gonna be jerking me off. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, not because I can't even. My hand is rejecting me. Like, come on, talk, this is a family show. You can't be talking about jerking off. Manson what family. What the fuck's wrong with you, man? Manson family show. But <laughs> listen, my my hand reject has been rejecting me for years. My hand is not tonight. I got a headache for. A, Many many years. It's so we. Uh, uh, it's over for me. It, it's over. I'm done. And listen, that's my wife would be happy that I'm telling you that I'm done, so that she doesn't think I'm fucking around on her. Because I couldn't fuck around on her even if I wanted to. So I guess that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, this brought to you by Cialis. I have. I have done the pill thing. I won't lie to you. I have done the pill thing. And the pill thing gives me uh, a boner for sure and a useful boner. But it also makes me feel like I'm having a heart attack after the sex. Uh, you get done and all night long you're like, oh. And then you're just jittery or whatever. Not good for me. You see, I, I, my, first of all, my wife couldn't tell the difference between the pill and not the pill. So, uh, and, 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 but. The thing that got me was the nausea. Nausea. They don't tell yeah. you about that. Right, yeah, you yeah. Know? And my and I'm making these faces during sex and my wife is going, she couldn't tell if I was coming or chumming. She didn't know <laughs> he couldn't and she didn't know she should like wait it out, see if I'm gonna have an orgasm or if I'm just gonna throw up on her. And she's like, I, I don't know. Uh. Wow! Yeah, everyone uh, now, make, make a face. My wife would do this. You know? Well, I know you don't need them. You're a young man. You don't need them. But have right. you done? Because there are plenty of guys who don't need them who do it anyway, just for. Right. That's actually part of the argument that my wife and I have had. Is that like I'm still pretty high functioning at 42, and so to me that means that like I'm meant to be active, like I'm supposed to be, because right. this is how I naturally am. It'd be different if I was taking a bunch of pills so that I could go out and do whatever, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it, I don't I don't agree really with, with like because I kind of feel like that's nature's way of saying you're you're done now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's um, we had a friend who said something like that recently. Well, yeah. we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, but if you're married to someone who says you ain't done now, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, I'm just. Uh, no, right. no, no, you're yeah, uh, no. you're right. It can cause a lot of trouble. I believe me. I know from experience. My wife is younger than me, and when uh, I first started to slow down a little bit, it definitely caused some upset moments. Right. Well, and I mean, to be to be fair, I mean, I don't know how much I should really uh, mention or whatever, but I mean, we de we definitely have an arrangement that works for both of us. You know. Uh -huh. so, uh, so you fucked a pool boy, is what you're saying. 
<laughs> no, I let the pool boy fuck me. Let's get it right. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we talk about that. I can't, that, that's a no go. I'm not, I'm not allowed. I'm not, cause, cause like, you know, uh, I told you that I begged her to pay me for like two years and she won't do it. And, uh, and I was like, you know, you keep telling me, no, I'm a fucking around a fucking dude. And she was like, don't you even fucking think about it. You got, you got to get in touch with Christina, although she's all the way over in Denmark or Norway right. or whatever yeah. the fuck she is. Yeah. But she will definitely, she's, I hear she's the pagan queen, the queen, queen peg. Oh, is that right? I peg of my heart. Right. Uh, that brings a whole new message, uh, meaning to this song, Peg of My Heart, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> but he, he, where, where was I going? Oh, yesterday. See, I was thinking about this on the 50 mile drive home from the, from the, uh, <laughs> you, you guys, yet? what I would say, the, talking about the friend zone and you guys, oh, right, were, right. You, you guys both, uh, were in agreement that the friend zone will, can lead to pussy. And yeah. Uh, what I, I'm thinking now, you don't fuck your friends. Now I can't trust either one of you guys because you both want to fuck me. Anybody in the friend zone you want to fuck, listen, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right up front, I don't care how long a game you're playing, neither one of you are fucking me. I just want to, oh, okay. right. can we be All clear right. about that? Sure. Can, oh, can I, I get an amen? I'm, first of all, as yeah. long as I'm a married man, you ain't got to worry about it because I've never cheated on a wife or a girlfriend in my entire life. Okay. Yeah. At Monopoly. I don't, I don't dig the Sinead O'Connor look. Oh. I like, I like Did she wear glasses? She had a mustache. Yeah. She had a mustache. <laughs> yes. Right. I didn't. I didn't remember her having a mustache. Wow. <laughs> anyway, it's, I, I was thinking about that because you know I've never the f- friends, whether a woman or a man, you shouldn't want to fuck your friends. Now, well, and you know what? So you bring up a really good point. And during my trip, uh, me and my friend Sheila had a, a, a great talk about it. Um. Because why you were fucking uh, you know as I'm as I'm growing <laughs> as a person, that's actually what what do you what did I miss? What did I he miss? said he said you had a, you said I had, we had a really great talk about it. And he said why you were fucking. No, no, <laughs> that's, that's that's yeah, that's great. That's, <laughs> what better time to strike up a conversation? Yeah. Uh, By the dude, way, that that weirds me out. I don't like. <laughs> So I like both. Like I like a girl that makes noises, but I don't like a girl that talks to me. Don't fucking talk to me right now. This is not conversation time. Like, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, you you want to talk about the kids? It's day at school. No, I mean, yeah. See, that's weird ass shit. That would never fly. Like, but because for one. For one, are you not are you not focusing on the matter at hand right now? What the fuck? <laughs> like that's what would upset me about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, listen. If you try and talk to me about some regular ass shit during sex, I'm gonna turn up the heat and make you forget your fucking name. Is what I'm gonna do. I used like, to do that. I used to do that in my head to try to make to last longer because when I was oh, twenty, sure, like baseball grandma. All that, yeah. my, my dick got that close to, to a vagina, and all of a sudden it would be shooting. It'd be like, oh, there's a vagina in the neighborhood. I use uh, position changes to to for longevity. What do you use? Position oh, changes. position changes. Yeah, and like you uh, know me. Uh, really, I, if you, um, there's actually there's actually like a really good rhythm to to get into that's that's actually helps a guy last longer and it helps her with her stimulation. 
there's, I mean, honestly, bro, I've watched so many videos. I can teach you some shit. Bro. I just well, the spirit of my ancestors. I That's can teach all. Class. I just, this is a little disturbing to find out how much research you put into this stuff. I, mean, uh, I wanted to make sure that I was confessions of a sex addict. You lit. you need to write a memoir or some kind of. I book. really should, bro. I should. Yeah. But oh. could it beat the confessions of like a celebrity sex addict? I mean, like, what's his name? Douglas? Wasn't Michael Douglas a sex addict? Or at least that's what he said when he got yeah, caught. Right. And <laughs> once it, every yeah, they're all sex addicts once they get caught. No, honey, I'm an addict. <laughs> yeah, Russell Brand, David Duchovny was, uh, uh, had claimed to be a sex addict. Since know. they got caught, because he's such a smoldering presence. Like he has a like just a smolder about him. He really does. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? Smoldering. Listen, like what do you see? Smoke coming of off audience, him. Please back me up. That David Duchovny has a natural smolder to him. I'm sure. There's well, he played Mulder. Maybe, maybe that's what's confusing you. He was Agent Mulder. Yeah, and maybe you just put an S in front of it. Well, he's, you, still, you, you, he's still like having these red shoe diary flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. I loved him in Californication. I, yes, I really, yes. uh, even though I I did not have sisters, and Hank Moody was a man who was uh, basically grew up in a family with sisters, which kind of molded his sexual attitudes towards things. I didn't have any sisters. Oh well, I really shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> But you did oh, make your little okay. brother dress up like my brother. My brother is in denial. That's all I'm gonna, gonna say. My brother is in denial about a, a probable half sister. My mother on her deathbed confessed. Oh man, I'm in fucking trouble for talking about this. My mother on her deathbed confessed that my father ha- had uh, a daughter with another woman, and my brother is not accepting of that because we know. We know the girl. Now, is she younger than you guys or older? She's a couple of years older than me, younger than, much younger than my brother. My brother's seven that's, years older than me. That's real tough. That's tough stuff because, like, when, I mean, it's the reality of what is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, my brother uh, thinks I'm totally dead wrong. What his, his attitude is my mom was uh, almost gone by the time she came up with that, and her mind was slipping. And because, to be honest with you, my father, when he was dying, was certain that one of my brother's friends was trying to fuck my mother. And I was like, Dad, that ain't happening. Believe me, we couldn't pay anybody to fuck mom. I mean. Right. Did you try? How do you know? <laughs> because my mom was just not something you'd want to fuck at that point. Was that Nobody before the internet? Because even Will, the internet, even the Will internet. wouldn't fuck her. I'm just saying right. on the internet, I'm, there's a niche for everybody. I'm just saying. I did, so I did, did, you, did, you, did you try Craigslist? I don't. It was long before the internet. Okay. Oh, okay. That's why you couldn't do it then. Okay, I got you. No, it, it's nothing. Nobody would want my mother at that point in life. Believe me, she was not an attractive woman, and I'm not bad. Man, I'm not saying she wasn't in her youth, but by that time, no. My brother's friends were not trying to bang my mother. My father had had a stroke, and he was gone. He was gone mentally, but he was imagining these things. No, uh, no, so. no my dad had uh, dyslexia. That's where your your penis cannot identify the correct hole it should be in, <laughs> and so it just aimlessly pokes that shit. Dyslexia, I get it. Yeah, so yeah, my father had dyslexia. So he, so I had a younger half sister, uh, and I was supposed to have been the youngest kid, but I had a younger half sister. Uh, 
Good. Now, father, you know, get your eight ball he, out. Get your eight ball out. Come on, we, we we have another bet to make here. Uh, which one of us is going to get? Will this the... will this second guest show up? Oh well, let's ask the eight will ball. We, will we go two for two on the no shows today? Yeah, that's. I'm having a a, a feeling that it might be going that way. We got eight minutes. Got eight minutes to show up. And uh, it's upside down. It's, it's it's really hard to turn an eight ball if it is certain. So well, I did the question. I'm mean, going to ask the question. The certain, yeah, is she going to show yeah. up? Yeah. But, it, it is is Akua Doku going to show up? And it says, which Akua Doku? No. Jesus Christ. Akua Doku is how yeah, you pronounce it. I was comedian. just going to call her Okie Doku. The comedian, not the beauty queen. Uh, it's, you cannot go believe this. It's fucking on the line. It won't flip over. <laughs> wow. Oh uh, shit. Here we go. I just had to pop some bubbles. Uh, like, why don't you Outlook, call her? Outlook is not good. Yeah, Outlook, Outlook is not good. <laughs> That's not, oh man. Uh, what is this? Call for global, oh, people trying to sell me an award. That's funny where you have to buy your award. Well, isn't that how right. uh, the Hollywood walk of Hollywood stars work? Uh, you got to pay like $50,000 to even be considered, don't you? Probably, uh, you know what? I'm sure there's some kind of doesn't like. I don't think the person pays that. Isn't there usually like another party that pays that? No, the, pay stu- that. the studio probably. Right, I would, yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, it's it's paid for. It's not like somebody goes like you know, GD right. Fenderson or well, the Doctor so Reverend Joe Roller, you know, Matt. You know, I would but, guess that, and I don't know this for a fact, but I would guess it's like a hidden fee. Like, in, in order to be a member of the Academy, the studio has to give so much money to the Academy every year, and then they get to nominate, you know, suggest the nominated films. That's, you know, they don't do I don't think it's that overt and out front that a paper play like that. Like this one I right. just got, which was a song contest. Not a song contest, get a, Pay to get your song on the radio. Now, back in the day, I hate to sound like an old man, but I oh, am yeah, an old payola man. Payola was a thing. Payola, yeah. And DJs would go to jail for, for that kind of stuff. Uh, now it's you get it in an email, which really shouldn't be surprised. Pay to get your music played on 50,000 radio stations. 50,000 internet radio stations? No, they say, uh, well, let's see. Unlock radio or play. Discover the power of radio exposure and start earning royalties from your music today. Our extensive network of radio stations operates in territories covered by author and related rights agreements. They ensure every, uh, you get paid, you know, through the sync license and all that. Uh, So probably a lot of college stations, probably a lot of internet stations. Yeah. I definitely could use that kind of exposure though, because like nobody knows about my music right now. What are you talking yeah. about? You just told thousands of millions of people just now about your music. Thousands. Thousands well, of millions. Yeah, well go look up the one we'll see on whatever you listen to music to. Spell it out. <laughs> the one we'll see and go listen because I You know, I was playing Lay Down Your Guns last night. I was looking through stuff. I was doing some editing and I was looking through stuff and that one came up. I got it labeled weird. I don't have it here or I would play it uh for the folks right now. You know what we should get your other songs in the but you don't have videos for them, right? You just have, they're just audio. Uh, no, I don't have videos yet. Um, I have a couple of video ideas for sure, especially for Lonely Man. 
uh, with Lonely Man. Um, I basically want to do like a time elapse video, like um, and have the dude sit at the bar, like um, and have, you've been watching like, that Jelly Roll video. Fast around him, huh? You've been watching that Jelly Roll video. There's a Jelly Roll video that does that. It's time lapse. He's sitting oh, at yeah, the bar. He probably does do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's son of a city. Yeah, but he changes like the people and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's a little bit different, but it's in the same vein. But yeah, I know. What you're, and and you're right. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Son of the Sinner, that's what they did on that video. Somewhere. You know, I should have loaded that up last night while I had it, and I didn't. I was, But I was in the middle of editing. I will do that. I, I'm i reluctant to even open Adobe Premiere or Final Cut Pro anymore because everything is AI. Every, AI is so much easier. All I have to do is just dump the main thing in there and say, make some reels out of this. <laughs> it's just so much easier, man. Anyway, I found that's a... What, uh, that's what they're making AI for is to make things... I found the piece that I'm going to air tomorrow on the Tommy Chung uh, episode uh, with Carl. It, Carl's doing a piece. Back uh, when the Ukraine invasion first happened, people were on Twitter and they were making videos saying, Vladimir Putin, if I were your mother, I'd give you a hug. And, and so I suggested to call... <laughs> Call do one Vladimir Putin if I were your father, and I found that last night. It's fuck it, it, uh, it's as good as anything on television. You know, any bit any comedian has ever done on television, and it highlights what Carl could do if he put his if he had the desire to to you know elevate this program just a little bit and, and contribute with bits like that. It's excellent. It's excellent. The acting is good. The, the delivery is, is just spot on, and the writing is good. And all I did was suggest to him, you should do you should do one of these Vladimir, if I were your father, videos. Fucking beautiful. I'll play it tomorrow after the Tommy Chong thing. So, cool. uh, do we have two guests tomorrow? No, just Tommy Chong. Just Tommy. Okay, all right. I was just making sure. Yeah, uh, but I kind of figured. I thought you had said that you wanted to give Tommy as much time as he wanted. Yeah, uh, you never know. It could go four hours or it could go an hour. So uh, we'll see. But, you know, I have a very busy day tomorrow, too. I have two gigs. I have an afternoon gig and then an evening gig uh, tomorrow. And uh, if I'm honest, I'm burnt out. Yesterday was a long uh, a long day with a lot of work for me. And I didn't want to get out of bed this morning, which is why I started the show. Like, well, I'm sick. I don't want to go to school today. Because I, I literally got up probably 15 minutes before the show started, brushed my teeth and ran in here. <laughs> I've had a catastrophic morning this morning. Like, I had to take my wife to work, and then I was trying to put gas in the car, and the uh, the store itself wasn't open because the girl there didn't know what to do. She had to wait for the manager. So, uh, and then my car didn't want to start for a little bit, and then it finally started. I got home. And I started getting everything ready, and I'm in I'm in here getting everything set up, the light and everything. And I tipped over the cappuccino that I bought, so I spilled cappuccino everywhere. I was I'm like, "This is." I re- I have a recommendation for you. Was that when the show's over? Uh, go to Willie uh, Willie Nelson's. Uh, go to YouTube and look up Willie Nelson's uh, last thing I needed, first thing of this morning, last thing I needed, by Willie Nelson. Okay. Postman delivered, past due, Bill noticed, and the hinges fell off of the gate. And this morning at breakfast, I spilled all the coffee, and the alarm clock ran two hours late. 
<laughs> one of those. Sounds like one of my days. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. days. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Um. So I got to pull up the GoFundMe again one more time. Oh I'll... yes, put that up again. Looks did like you, she... uh, Did you listen to that um song that I did that I sent you yesterday? Yes, I did. Did you like it? Uh, well, yeah, you sing it well, but it, it misleading in the fact that uh, let's let people know what we're talking about here. We were talking about Amazing Grace, and you sang Amazing Grace to House of the Rising Sun, but you sing the melody of uh, House, House of the Rising Sun. You didn't sing the melody to Amazing Grace over the chords or the the backing track of. Uh, of House of the Rising Sun. You sang the melody of the House of the Rising Sun, the words of Amazing Grace to the melody, which is different yeah. than I, I was thinking. I was thinking you were singing the melody of Amazing Grace over the House of the Rising Sun, which is why I said that can't work. It's impossible. You can't do that because harmonically it would sound like out of key and just terrible. But that's not what you were right. doing. You were singing. But it fits in there pretty good. Yes, you did, you did a good job with that. But I don't get the point of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because, okay so i'll tell you the point of it so i learned i learned that song in prison the prison praise team actually sang that on a fairly regular basis and the point of it is that you know um you know some churches are pretty hoity-toity and uh you know they're gonna sing your proper hymns and stuff like that but then, you know, other churches got a little bit of some rabble rousers in there and maybe they got a bit of a rougher congregation and they appreciate worship music that is a little more street, you know right. what I mean? A little more hard or, you know, a little more, you know, uh, uh, um, true to the struggle. You know what I mean? Maybe I should send you a damn good ride, uh, and you, you could do uh, you could do a take on that. I actually sang it. And I sang it because it, it was a quick thing. My friend, why why you're making me think of this? My friend who uh, was my partner um, in Mad Dog and the Blues Man when I was a young man. I was Mad Dog. He's a blues man. Uh, we used to do a medley, as I told you yesterday. It was uh, Amazing Grace. Uh, ain't gonna work on the farm no more. Mountain Dew. Will Circle Be Unbroken, a bunch of songs like that. Um, and it was all one long medley. But he said he wanted me to play that at his funeral, and he died two years ago. And I wrote this song. It's called I Hope You Had a Damn Good Ride. And uh, if you want to take a shot at that, it's it's kind of... Uh, but the Amazing Grace medley we did w w caused a lot of fucking people to get angry at us. It was sacrilege. How about right. that? Uh, our hey. guest, our guest is here. How about that? Yeah. Uh, so the eight ball. What does the eight ball say now? Did it change, Rev? It or I just want to know the reliability of eight ball says I never said that. I never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go. Uh, uh, Chicago-based comedian Akua Dako. Right. I, I hope that's how we pronounce it. Is here with us. Welcome. Uh, cool. Thank you for coming this morning. Did I pronounce your name right? First of all, welcome. It's Akua Doku. Uh, no, but it's fine. I have a joke uh, about it. Akua so, Doku. Akua. Akua. It's not spelled the way it's pronounced, but that's uh, how the Ghanaians say it. So, wh what is the origin of the name? I mean, heritage-wise, uh, just curious. Don't uh, hate me. <laughs> my family's from Ghana, West Africa. So it's the day I'm born. We have a day for. When you're born, so I was born on Wednesday. So the female name for Wednesday is Aquia. 
Wow. Were you raised there or raised in all, in the States? I was raised here in the States. I was born in the States. Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh, that That's interesting. Uh, now, because Ghana, uh, you don't see um, a lot of uh, traditional stand-up coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some comedians out of Ghana and Nigeria, Nigeria, all those places. Um um, there's, I'm sure, comedians everywhere. You know, when you're yeah. in society, yeah. you need to have something to laugh about. Especially. I guess, I guess, uh, it's just weird for me to uh, uh, a guy who I had on the program. He was from Ethiopia, and he told me I should go there because uh, I said I didn't really know anything about it. He said you should go there. So I looked it up, and they were right in the middle of a civil war. I was like, thanks a lot, pal. You want you want to send me <laughs> send me to a war zone? I get it. Uh, so uh, now there's not a lot of about you on the internet. Generally, with the guest, I would have a long, well, somewhat of an intro to to read uh, about about the guest coming on. Tell us about you. Um, so uh, I've been a comedian for five years. Uh, wow! Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Um, uh, uh, been doing it for a while. I started as a stand up, uh, a slam poet. I used to do slam poetry. Um, but I felt like I wanted to be funny, so I did. <laughs> started doing comedy, and uh, I really love it. Just uh, came back from the World Series of Comedy. That was fun. Oh. Was in Vegas. Um, we got a comedy show um, in Chicago called the Silly Witty Comedy Show 2.0. Did it last year, doing it again this year. Some great comedians on the uh, roster, Jay Osei, Esther Ikoro, uh, DC, uh, Eric Switzer, Tony Castro. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Um, it's going to be at the Lincoln uh, Lounge Theater in Chicago. And I just think it's going to be amazing. Uh, what's the date on that? It's November 9th. It's a Thursday. It's $20 per ticket. You can go online, show up at the door. You know, it's going to be, I think, a great time. Now, that's a lot of comedians for a single bill. How long is the show? Because, you know, it's I love com- comedy, but and I've been to the stand where they've had uh, in New York City where they have seven, eight, nine, uh, and those are good, but and they're generally short sets, but at some point your ass starts getting tired of sitting in those seats. I mean, it's a long time to sit and, and laugh, especially your face starts hurt. If they're really good, your face is going to hurt, your gut's going to hurt, all that stuff. How long is the show? <laughs> It's an hour, an hour and a half. Oh, it's not, so it's, it's got to be pretty short sets, right? Five minutes, ten minutes, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah wow. about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, we'll be there. We're, it's not a hostage situation. We'll let you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, so you know you- what? I think there has that's a, a really uh, subtle thing for people is to know not to overplay a show. and Because and, you want people leaving – wanting more you don't want them thinking well i i said i'd never go into a comedy show again i'm i'm still hurt right. doug stanhope as much as i love him when i left there i didn't want laugh for i didn't want to laugh for two weeks after that i, I was in pain my face was still hurting from laughing and smiling the, the entire time it, it comedy can beat the hell out of you <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but yeah it's an hour and a half show um we think we did it last year. It was really good. Um, it is a lot of people, but I think they're amazing. They're going to have you laughing and just enjoying the night. And I think with everything going on, yeah, we need to laugh. Right. I mean, we're doing a lot of great things in this country, but there's a lot of things they are like, wow, 
I, I didn't notice. Is there, is there something going on in the country? I, I didn't notice. I thought everything was just perfect. I don't know. I don't know. People trying to shut down governments, kicking. I, I, I found it very interesting that the Speaker of House got fired. And first time ever in our government. I was like, wow, a lot of firsts. A lot uh, of firsts. Yeah. <laughs> that situation, that's so confusing to me because... Uh, the Democrats are celebrating that like like they won something, but they don't realize right. that the prize at the end of this is going to be Jim Jordan, and that's far worse than Kevin McCarthy, I think. I, I mean, I hate to get all political here, but it's I, I think it's like celebrating a loss and thinking you won. Yeah, we won. <laughs> you just made life a lot worse for yourself, though. So. Right, uh, it looks right. like the rev got froze up or something. Oh, no, no. I just, that's just my resting reverend face. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, sister Aquia, uh, are you the same Sister Aquia Doku who uh, ran for Miss Ghana? I ran from Ghana? No, Miss Ghana, the, the contest. Miss oh, Ghana. Beauty no, Queen. No, no. no There's no. two of you out there then. Well, she said they name them after names of the week, right? Or Yeah. So no, I did not run for Miss Ghana. Um, I, I, I like beauty patio. Like I feel like you get like on your A game, you got to get the hair. Oh, beauty patio just have changed. It's not like what the '90s or the right. the 2000s where you know you got to look a certain way. You got to have the hair. You know, I, you know. I think it's changed. it's just it's just bizarre to me that there's this two of you. Do I look like her? I know well, people say black. Say. Well, see, I was about to say it all depends. Uh, you need, if you put on a green t-shirt, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you apart. Uh, go ahead and put on a green t-shirt. We'll wait. <laughs> I have a green t-shirt right now uh um, you don't uh as a matter of fact willie is selling green shirts with his face on him willie make a sale make a sale willie she, well one thing i've learned is that sometimes names that sound really hard to pronounce for me can be like joe smith in in the place that they come from you know what i mean in, in the origin of it so uh and almost every name is hard to pronounce for me last night i had a guy he I practiced his name. We went on live. I got it right the first time, but when it came to say goodbye to him, I fucked it up big time. I was like, I got it. <laughs> so, you know, names. So this, her name could be very common in Ghana is what is the point I was trying to make awkwardly there. Right. Anyway, I ran for Miss Ganja, Ganja, and I, I drove 50 miles from Miss Ganja yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry. Bad jokes. And did what you say, did you, Miss Ganja? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, World Series of Comedy. Were you in the competition, or you just went to kind of uh, be part of the show? I just went to see, check it out. It was amazing. Um, great comedians. Great. There's uh, really good energy out there. So it was um, hard. You know, there's so many great comedians out. Right. Um, Robert just, Taylor, who is a. Uh, He's supposed to be here today, but I don't know what where he is. He's a, a regular contributor to the program on Thursdays. He was part of the uh, World Series uh, competition, went out there, uh, but talked great about the competition. Now, he was in several different cities uh, in the runner-up, you know, the 
preliminary rounds. And he talked about the feedback and, and the coaching that goes along with that competition. It seems like the, one of the better ones to get involved in. So you just went yes. out, you, you paid your own way to go out there to watch the show and be part of it for a weekend? Uh, yeah, just part of it. I was able to perform. Um, it went pretty well. I did Dedication, some to- I like it. I uh, did some changes to my set. Uh, I don't know how well it went. Uh, talked about Oprah a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. easy. <laughs> so uh, uh, now, yeah, where where can people find you? Because we, Rev and I, both had a difficult time uh, finding stuff about you on the internet. Do you have Instagram? Do you have what do you you know I website? Have, Go ahead. I do. I have a website called akuyadokuki.com. Uh, A-K-U-A-D-O-K-U comedy.com I'm also on Instagram under laughs for Aquia uh, for Instagram, TikTok, Twitter um, so I am out there um, I know the like the way my name's spelled and pronounced it two different ways so sometimes uh, that can get a little confusing but um, yeah. it is A-K-U-A-D-O-K-U comedy.com um, uh, uh, definitely check it out um the link to the show is there. Uh, the link uh, uh, to material is on Twitter, Instagram. So there's a lot out there. And I just think we have like an amazing group of people uh, coming out. Um, in November. So I just want to let people know about it. Just, you know. Yeah. And you know what? I, I agree with you that there are some really, really uh, promising and, and delightful people in comedy but there's also some really sucky people in comedy. Yeah. Uh, we're in a time where, and it's the same like with music, right? People, old people like me say, ah, the music sucks today. No, there's lots of great music today. It's just harder. You have to dig through a lot more crap to get to the good stuff, you know? So also, I know. Also, I feel like sometimes with music, I don't know like, like what they're trying to push. Like I remember like better music, but I'm, Maybe music industry just wants to push a particular type of music out and the stuff that you have to dig because they, it's not popular enough or they're looking for a particular aesthetic to a person or a sound to a person. So I don't know. That could also be it. Um, yeah. I, I think that holds true a little bit with comedy too. Not that there's a... Is there, I don't know, Will, you and, and Rev, you guys uh, can comment on this. Is there a comedy industry, like a music industry, that pushes, uh, you know, wants to spoon feed you the Bill Burrs or whatever the, the flavor of the week is, as it, it, like Taylor Swift, Bill Burr, <laughs> to Taylor Swift of comedy? <laughs> is there? I don't think to the same level. I think there is a little bit but not to the same level. I mean, that's part of the gatekeeping stuff that we've talked about before, because like, so like if you're seen, like, like say your local scene is, is like more so like a clean scene, a family friendly scene or whatever. And you got somebody, you know, they might slay and do real good uh, material, but that's not the image that the bookers want in that area. You know what I mean? They don't want somebody that's going to be up there talking about drugs or cursing a whole bunch. Like they have a certain image for their club and they don't want that. And like, especially in the Midwest, like that's a, not a difficult thing to come across, you know, but um, that's just makes it more important to find your scene, your people, 
you know, because there will be a sub scene that you'll fit into. You know right. what I mean? And but like I think especially in the smaller markets, you know, uh it is kind of get in where you fit in until you figure out how to do it on your own. Oh, I don't fit in. I guess I'll go do my thing over here then. Right. Yeah, sometimes it's a matter of learning it soon enough as opposed to too late, because if you're young and you're talented and you're so different that you're not going to fit in, you can get discouraged before you get a chance to realize that you are talented and you just should be producing your own shows. How did, how did a guy like Bo Burnham break through at 20 years old? I know that it's, it's a one-off case, but he was very different, far different from the mold of what stand-up comedy was calling for at that time now he's 30 so he's been i heard that his fellatio game was outstanding but that just could be a rumor i started well that could (laughs) that's funny and it's it's a joke but is it a real thing i mean (laughs) i I think it's a a, in movies obviously it's a real thing in music no doubt about it that there were music producers who would definitely uh promote a career don't do that don't do that that. (laughs) y'all can't see this Willie can't. Willie looks like he's does this action he's got going like this, right? And he's you, I, no, you're I got excited. Go Jeffrey, you're about to go full Jeffrey Tumor on us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when when I lived in L.A., there was this chick that I met at a show, and uh, and I knew that she knew some other people, and I knew that I knew that if I made her squeal, I'd probably get a few more shows. You know what I mean? Um, but I broke I broke the rules. Is what happened. I totally broke the rules. She told me don't get attached. And I got attached. And then it was over. And I had no more shows. No, if you're stuck, you leave the condom in. Yeah, you leave the condom in, you go. You you don't get attached. When when you sleep your way into gigs, they go away if that person becomes unhappy with you. You know what I mean? So it's just not the best way to go (laughs) about it. It doesn't doesn't breed longevity, you know? Yeah. Well, Joey Diaz talked about that openly on a Joe Rogan podcast that he made a girl blow him for stage time. And it caused a little bit of outrage, but then everybody, oh, it's Joey Diaz. What do you expect? But I, I, I think it is part of the, part of the game, uh, unfortunately. I mean, it, it's a way in. I don't know if you're willing to do that. I mean, not you personally, but I'm just saying if, if that's a decision people are willing to make in order, you got to really want fame or you really just don't care who you have sex with. Either one of those two will. Right, yeah, because it, it could be that you're just like not that selective when it comes to that. Right, right, yeah. And that was part of Louis C.K.'s whole thing too is like uh, – uh, the whole power dynamic, but he was actually tra- the in the women's minds. He was trading them watching him do his business for uh, a chance to be uh, you know, open for him or any that kind of stuff. That it, it was a power dynamic in that. I don't know if it, it, it was ever kind of negotiated in that way. Like, yeah, uh, w- let me let me jerk off in front of you, and you you get it to open for me at so-and-so i don't think it was necessarily spelled out that way but that's what the women perceived the arrangement was i think i think anyway sorry to bring it all the way <laughs> into the gutter here <laughs> anyway uh back to you well the kind of uh, what do you do you do a lot of political humor because we, we started talking about what's going on in the world and you we went uh kind of suggested some politics stuff do you talk about that stuff in your in your performance 
I do a little po political humor, family humor, um, just anything that's on my mind. Uh, my mom's like, don't talk about the politics. I said, oh, but it's it's funny. <laughs> I agree. It is. But Mike, uh, I know the audience here, uh, maybe because I'm not really being funny. <laughs> That's, but uh, politics generally will will make me lose an audience pretty quick. I mean, I can see once I start talking about audience, I can see the numbers start dropping off of people watching. And is that, uh, is that a hard line to in a comedy club to find that? Find, keep it funny and not in the t today's time you're always like walking on eggshells not to offend people and just i'm just here to make you laugh not really piss you off and get you angry or maybe maybe do you want to get people angry but i think it, it depends on your audience because i know a comedian right now he does political comedy and he's doing very well um and i've heard him troy bond um he sometimes does political and he's doing very well um, I think you just have to know your audience, know your your comfort point when it comes to comedy, um, and you know, just just do well. Like I know I'm, I might not make everyone laugh. I, I just did this joke, and I'm like, ah, this might offend the men, but I thought it was hilarious. That's uh, a good point. You know, I don't think you have to please everybody. And when, right. this is in the music industry. They talk about this all the time. You know, it's not like the old days when you need a million fans. If you get a thousand loyal fans and get a dollar each on your Patreon, you, you, that's a thousand dollars a month. And not that that's going to support you. But the, that idea that all you need, you need a small loyal group of fans that is actually going to support you and, right. and pay you some money rather than trying to please everybody. So that's a, that's a good point. Right, because you're not gonna get a lot of people who all everybody's gonna agree on everything. But you know, if you people really enjoy your comedy, they'll come out, they'll support, um, and you know, you'll probably reach other people as well. So I think that's you know important to just find what you know is funny, what you enjoy, what you you do well, in order to um, to be the best comedian you can be. Yeah. You know? uh -huh. Ian, Ian is saying Joey Diaz got canceled. No, I, I have to disagree, Ian. Uh, Joey Diaz almost got canceled. He didn't get canceled because the story was made up. Really, the story was made up. Uh, I don't think, when you talk about canceling, I don't think anybody gets canceled. Uh, Louis C.K. didn't get canceled. His career got bigger. Dave Chappelle I mean, didn't Bill get canceled. Bill Cosby didn't get canceled. Bill Cosby is out there doing fucking comedy shows right, right now. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Carl and, I, Carl and I both suggested that we wanted to go see that show and took a lot of heat because it, not because I want to support Bill Cosby. And my my whole take on that is a very contrived. And people will will think I'm uh, defending rape in in some way, but I'm curious. Aren't you curious about what he's going to do now when he gets on stage and how he's going to address that and that stuff? You, you talked about how Louis C.K. came out and said, uh, hey, Obama knows my thing, all that kind of stuff. But I was interested in hearing how he was going to address that. Aren't you at all interested in, in hearing how Bill Cosby might address his situation? Anybody, any of well, you. Yeah. <laughs> no? I, I, the only situation I want him to address is the fact that uh, I think he... Uh, he raped my mother. Now, of course, she's not. She died, and she can't uh, attest to it, and she can't deny it. I'm just putting it out there that he raped my mother, and so because she's dead, she can't say anything about it. So I just want him to pay me so I stop talking about it. That's all. Seriously? Not for real. I'm just saying. Oh, you. I'm saying, but she's dead. You. <laughs> she's, 
<laughs> oh, while she was dead? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. oh well, that's yeah. really dirty. It is. And I want <laughs> you to pay me so I can stop talking about it. That's all. But, <laughs> yeah, well, he can't He can't do what he, he said, she said on that. But I think he maintained his innocence through the whole thing, right? He, he was talking about it was all consensual. They knew what they were doing. I, I just want to hear what he has to say. I mean... Because we, I've never heard his side of the story. He's never really talked to the press about it, or has he? And I just missed it. Uh, Nothing I, I know. Can you guys hear me now? By the way, yeah, yeah. Now, to be honest, uh, Aquia and I are actually under contract in the black community to not talk about Bill Cosby openly. So we, because we could lose our black cards. Right. All right, but okay, so, so we could change the subject to some white comedian who's done. We could, no, we I, could. I, 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 contrary, contrary to that, I've actually been doing Bill Cosby jokes during some of my routines because one of the things I learned in prison is no one cares if you steal from a sex offender. I've just been doing Bill Cosby jokes. No, but we could. What's who's the uh, Crystalia? Now that's a guy I don't. I would not pay to see. I don't want to hear his story. He, but he actually came out, and uh, he he's done videos on it. So he's a white guy. We could talk about him, right, Rev? We can, especially yes. since the name now, is me, and I can't remember what he does. He, yeah. He, well, he, he, apparently he comes on the teenage girls. He, he uh, sends them pictures. I think in Snapchat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't mess with none of that stuff. See, that I'm so glad I ain't never. <laughs> I ain't never messing with any of that stuff. I'm staying clear. Of any dude, that. But I wouldn't. Go, I wouldn't go to see Crystalia for any amount of money. First I mean, of no, all, he's I really not that funny. He's really yeah. I, that that's funny. exactly it. He was he's never dopey. funny to me. You Cosby know, was not funny. You know. But I don't think Cosby would say anything. I think if he did go to the show, I don't think he would say anything for fear that it would be used against him. So I don't know if he would say anything. Yeah, about I doubt very much that he even addresses the elephant. I think his lawyers would be like, don't talk about it. Do your old shit, and we're good. <laughs> so this on the last on this, would you be judgmental or uh, have a negative opinion of somebody who did go to the show and, and kind of want to cancel people who are – because this happens a lot. And especially on Twitter, if I say anything about Louis C.K., how could you could how could you support that guy? And people, and all of a sudden, people aren't trying to cancel him; they're trying to cancel me for still being a fan of his comedy. Would you uh, want to cancel a fan, of, whether it's Cosby, Louis C.K., Crystal or any of that kind of stuff? Not necessarily cancel, but just like you know, give him a hard time on the internet and all that kind of stuff. No, anybody. <laughs> you're looking at me like I, I don't give any I, honestly I don't give a shit what people to do I, I, I you know oh I, that's that's I my attitude it's like yeah. you know if people want to go see somebody I don't like that's your right I, I don't I don't I'm not going to get on a soapbox and preach to you about that now I, I, I have a question for Aquia open for someone you know what I mean right. uh, Aquia would you open for one of the sex offenders no I wouldn't do that right. I would you know what I mean? Yeah. I would, now, yeah. Is this a matter of because now is this a money thing or is this a moral thing? Because depending on how much they pay you, would you is there a price? Is there a dollar amount that would get you to open for them? No, because if I'm good, I can open for myself and make the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's the thing. I mean, I mean, no one really knows me right now. Uh so I mean, yeah, I gotta take it into heat, but 
um, I could do the same thing. I can open it up. And there's no guarantee that opening up for them is going to help my career. Because like you said, now right. I'm working for you. I'm working for you. And people are like, oh, this bitch working for Cosby? Fuck her. And, <laughs> and then you, I don't make the money. So what? I get a one-time, let's say I get a one-time deal of what? $50,000. $50,000 ain't going to help me. You know, for it, that. It ain't going to make or break you. It will definitely right. help a little. It will help. <laughs> It'll help. But $50,000 one time and then everyone's like, she worked with this person. We we ain't working with her. We're not dealing with her because she doesn't align with what we're at, what we're trying to do. So, no, I wouldn't open for them. I wouldn't work for them because it doesn't help me. You but know, I, I plan to live until I'm 90 years old. Is 50 going to help me till 90? But you no. people, that's too damn high right now. People can't even pay. <laughs> See, but you're thinking about just opening for Cosby. But what if you open for all of the sex offenders? That's like $50,000 a week for a lot of Rev, what is going on over there? I'm just, no. No, I, I'm just saying. I, I'm not. I don't judge people. I let people know what their options are, and they choose what they're what they're going to do with their life. I so, appreciate that. No, okay. If you're not a real people, reverend. I, 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 shut up. No. <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah, shut up. Shut the fuck up. No, uh, I'm sorry, Queer brother. Brother Matt just lets his mouth get all out of gear and shit, oh. <laughs> talking out of turn. Uh, I'm sorry, Sister Queer. At five years, well, when did you stop calling open mic shows? Because that, that really pisses me off when I see these young comedians go like, I did 12 shows last week, and it was actually just 12 open mics. Yeah. When did you stop calling open mic shows? When I stopped, I, I, so like, I, when you said calling open mic shows, like when I go to the show, I'm calling it a show. Like to oh, an- when you promote yourself, like you said, like, uh, I did four shows last week, but actually three, they were all open mics as oh. opposed to... Do you delineate? Are you at that point in your career where you delineate between an open mic, a showcase, and a show? Yes. Okay. Like um, I'm not putting um, like I did a finals for an open mic, but that was to get into uh, uh, to get an uh, opportunity to do um, Laugh Factory. But if it's an open mic, I don't put it as a show unless it's actual showcase. Like there's a, a showcase at Riddles. It's called an open mic showcase where they choose people to be a part of the showcase. It's not they choose people from the open mic. I call that a closed mic, but and I took some I took a beating for saying that uh, online. But I agree. I love that because that's different than an open mic. And I think it's more important. I don't want to take opportunities away from people who need opportunities for their first experience, but for the audience, you want to give them some quality control there. You don't want just crap coming up and ruining your show. I don't know. Yes, Will. Hello. We're going to let go of Gubs. What happened? Gubs, it's time to let go of Gubs. Yeah. Your mic is really low now. Yeah. Oh my God. Not physically, volume-wise. Volume it looks like you became a Met fan with that bear thing behind you, too. It looks like almost like that, a Met color. Yeah, no, you're still low. Is that is that okay? Is that good? Oh, we can hear you. hear you at all, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we love when, when you talk because sometimes it's really weird with your volume. Sometimes you're really loud and sometimes you're really low. You're pretty low right now, but we'll deal with it. We can hear you. Put the mic closer to your mouth. I mean, I don't want to swallow it. Uh, you know what? The mic. You know how I don't, many times I've heard I that. don't think we're going with the mic volume. I think we got a room volume. Tap that mic. What? Tap that thing. Yeah, it ain't the mic. We're hearing you through the room volume. Hang on. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a loose wire or something. All right. We'll continue on. And okay, how about now? 
That's oh, loud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there it's it is. Good. Okay. All right. So it's probably the microphone again. All right. Yeah. Fabulous. Right. I'm so all sorry. Right. That's fine. I just, when, you know, I, if I didn't get my equipment from Walmart, it would probably be better. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm just. <laughs> you want to say a prayer for his microphone? Can you can you do that? Well, uh, it's. I'm I'm tell you now, it's, it's. Dear Lord. God, uh, Jesus. See, there you go again. I'll. I'm, Jesus, he didn't mean to call you. Don't be calling Jesus in the middle of my prayers. That's that's like cross talking. That's like a party line, three way. That's a three way. Lord, Lord, I like uh, Lord of comedy, uh, laughter. Our brother Wet Willie has a short <laughs> has a short in his mic in his mic, and uh, we need to uh, fix his shorts so that his volume doesn't come dropping out the bottom of his shorts. Uh, <laughs> If Amen. I just might add, can, can, I hate to interrupt a prayer, oh, but yes, also please. Mike has a, a short willy, so it, it works both ways. What? I don't know. He said Willie got a short in his mic, but Mike has oh a short Oh, my God. Willie. I'm this sorry. Is this is what I deal with every day. I just want you to know that, okay? It's not, it's not usually this bad. It's, it's, I haven't had any sleep. Uh, uh, whatever. I'm, my, I'm running out of excuses. I suck. That's what it is. I feel like, Aquia, you're having a good time, right? I am. Yeah, well, see? Yeah, she's having fun. Don't worry about it. Well, no. <laughs> We're unprofessional. Uh, Everyone knows this. <laughs> yeah. Now, the, the whole, now, the Chicago scene. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, well, Willie uh, has two scenes. He's got the Albuquerque, New Mexico scene and Sioux Falls, South Dakota scene. And I don't don't think either one of those are like thriving meccas of comedy. We talk about New York, L.A. all the time, and now Austin is is the place. Tell me about Chicago and the scene. Is there a lot of opportunity there? Or a lot of is it like New York where you can do if you're a hustler, do shows in several places in one night? Uh, yes, you can. I think it's really thriving because you got Second City out here. You got Zanies out here. You got Laugh Factory out here. And then you also got the clubs outside of Chicago. There's like a, a clubs within the suburban area, like Riddles is out in the suburbs. Zanies even has a place out in Rosemont. So there's a lot of places where you can hit up um, and do comedy. And they're also like starting out a lot of open mics, a lot of people. I feel like there's also opportunity to work outside just the comedy scene. Like I did a show for a fundraiser um, just a few months back. Um, that was really fun. And I think, I feel like Midwest has great opportunity. Like when I was in New York, I used to be out in New York. I You had a lot of opportunity to hit the mics, get to shows. But I also feel like the Midwest, not only do you have the scene in Chicago, you have the suburbs, you have um, opportunity to do these kind of shows outside of Chicago um, and, you know, get paid. And I feel that's why I, I feel like it's a great scene and it's thriving. I know everyone talks about New York if they talk about L.A., but. Also, Chicago it, is doing its thing. It's really doing its thing, and I, I really, I'm, I'm glad I'm out here. I appreciate that. I think there is an advantage to not being a place where people, everybody goes to. Like New York and L.A. became magnets where everybody wanted to be in it, and so you get a lot of people who don't, oh, shouldn't even be in the business coming there, and and just muddying up the waters. Austin is becoming like that. I don't think Chicago is going to attract necessary people who are going 
to make their mark in comedy going from wherever, like uh, Georgia or, or Florida or something, or just going, you know, influxing into Chicago to muddy up the waters. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think there's probably an advantage of that. You have less of less of the clinger-ons and the people coming there with stars in their eyes to make it there. I feel like you still can make it there. I feel like Chicago is thriving. I feel like Chicago, I know people don't bring it up, but Chicago has a great market. Chicago has great markets here. And I know people think because, you know, TV is in LA and New York uh, and you have movies in LA and New York. And I think that's the main draw of those areas because the industry there is, is more to not just do stand up, but to be in like the, um, media industry for the movies the right. to get yeah. out there. So that's probably why people overlook Chicago because it's not known as a, a hub for like the entertainment for entertainment in terms of movies and television. But the comedy scene is really good. And I know they're working to get uh, like to build up the media scene as well in terms of movies and TVs. I feel like I got to look this up, but I thought like a year ago, I saw a news report where they're trying to build a studio out here to attract more um, like uh, movie industry people to come out here and do work out here and produce movies and TVs out here. But I have to look that up. But I think we're good. Um, I think people come out here, they're going to see an opportunity to grow as a comedian, to build as a comedian and to work as a comedian here. Um, and, and I feel like that's a, a great opportunity for Chicago because you don't have to just be in the area. And then like New York, they have Jersey too. You can go out to Jersey and New York and, and build up from there as well. LA, you, you got LA area, you got San Diego, they got the comedy store in San Diego, they got comedy right. LA. So you got Sacramento and San Francisco or California's yeah. got a lot of different markets. So. Exactly. But Chicago is thriving. I think so. It's, now, it's my question point. about Chicago, I didn't overlook Chicago because of the other things you mentioned. I overlooked Chicago because I didn't enjoy the place, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> now, but my thing about didn't with all judgment. the money that Oprah had, she could I think she owns half of Chicago. Can't she turn the other half of Chicago that she doesn't own into a comedy club? She could just buy it. I'm just wondering. She could. She, didn't she, she buy Hawaii Oprah. now? I think she, right. she's no, I have Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that with the money between her and Michael Jordan, they could at least open up one club. They could change the comedy scene. I thought Michael was in. Where's I didn't. I don't think Michael's still here. He has a steakhouse here. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. These people have milked Chicago for their money and just left. That's a. You know what? That's a valid point. I mean, yeah, you have you owe the city that made you rich something i think it made yeah. you well, mega rich. yes yes that's all i'm saying I don't, I don't think anybody in chicago feels like michael jordan owes chicago really yeah no no yeah i don't know i mean michael jordan is probably most of the reason why people talk about chicago oh no there was a fire uh that, that yeah. oh my god speaking of which make this make sense so, because somebody was asking me about what sports teams I like and things like that. Now, I don't watch soccer, but did you know that Chicago's soccer team is called the Chicago Fire? What kind of sense does it make to name your team after something that ravaged your city? You might as well call it the Chicago Betsy's. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah, and being a fan of the New York Cracks, um, I'm uh, <laughs> the New York Crabs, Cracks. 
Oh, okay. I, I, no, the New York crabs would be better <laughs> because everybody got crabs. Uh, but no, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like the London plague, you oh, know. Sure. The right. Yeah. No, I get it, man. I don't. But but quiet. Well, Marion berries. Um, they do have a great <laughs> amount of chlamydia in Chicago, though. I saw there some billboards go. when I was there. When I was there in uh, April, uh, June, in June, I was in Chicago, and I saw that they had some billboards up about the growing chlamydia problem in go. Chicago. Chicago like, reminding people to wrap their jimmies. Yeah. Like, well, at, does the soccer team change their name to that? Yeah. And Texas and Miami have uh, leprosy yeah. outbreaks, so maybe the Dolphins could change their name to the Lepers, Miami Lepers. Well, I'm confused because I thought once <laughs> Dennis Rodman left Chicago, he took all the chlamydia with him. Uh, <laughs> I'm, con I'm confused. I, obviously. They still yeah. have chlamydia in Chicago and Dennis Rodman's gone? Oh, uh, right. speaking of chlamydia, we have to say goodbye to Gover Governor's Comedy Club right now. Didn't we I say running. that like 10 minutes ago? Your mic, off. your mic wasn't working then. Oh, is that what the problem was? That's what we want yeah. to say. So, Gubs, we'll, we may see you tomorrow if you still love me tomorrow. Uh, if, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, so well, oh. well, we know, uh, the Chicago scene is what we were talking about. Um, we was asking Aquia, who's the hardest member of her family to make for her to make laugh? That's what we were asking her. Oh, that's uh, a good question. Oh, Gosh. When you gonna uh, make them laugh, who's the hardest the one? Dead like, ones. Come on. That was the dead ones. Her grandma her great grandmother. It's really hard to make a great grandmother laugh these days. The funny thing is I talk I do a joke about my grandfather, so and I don't know, it's it's a little I don't know, it's I I don't know if he would laugh if he heard it, but <laughs> <laughs> people get quiet after I talk about it, like, because my grandfather um, used to be chief of his village back in Ghana, and I found out he had five wives. So I was like, "Oh, that's intriguing." So I did, a, I do a whole joke about it. Like, I didn't know he had so much in common with Utah Mormons. So I right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, and it's because I asked my dad all my grandmother's names you know and he like i don't know ask your aunt and i was like oh you don't even know the one who gave birth to you i'm like okay that's great uh, <laughs> and then I, I asked my aunt and she gives me all the names but she couldn't remember the fifth wife's name and i was like oh you know that you know she died early in the marriage i was like oh i'm so sorry to hear that but then i said they, you know maybe investigate was... the other four wives uh no <laughs> <laughs> they live. They live long enough. That's to what I'm it. saying. Did they investigate them? It's like there's not enough food. There's not enough food in this house for five wives. One of us got to Someone go. Someone got jealous. Someone got jealous. Rev. Or hungry. Like, or hungry. Jealous go. or hungry. It's like there's not enough food. That that fifth bitch got to go. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. Inquiring. It's probably jealousy. Uh, they they were fed, but so it has to probably maybe it could have been jealousy. I don't know. It was like what. Early 1900s, late 1800s. I mean, I don't know what medicine was like back then, but yeah, you know, she could have had a cold and could have been an issue. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so that whole uh, polygamy thing, 
I could. It's hard enough to satisfy one wife, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't get. Uh, that's extra work. You're just making your life harder on yourself. I. I don't. I don't get it. But it, it's part of a lot of different cultures, anyway. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I look yeah. into that because I know it's not a. That's what I'm saying. Like you got to kind of find your audience because some people are like, we don't do that here. I'm like, ah, but the Mormons did. Not right. now. I'm sure they. I'm sure they don't do it now. I'm. I believe you do it now. I just but what you have history. that's yeah. all I'm saying. That matches my granddad's. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have a favorite grandmother? Uh, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I got to meet two of them, like my mom's mom and then my dad's mom. I never got to meet the others. So I don't know if they had passed by the time I got to Ghana, but I me mean, like that's that's a really cool. You know what? Uh, people have uh, interesting cultural backgrounds that uh, I don't even know mine. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, my grandfather on uh, my mother's side was an orphan. I, and that's as far back as I can trace my roots uh, on that side. And my father's uh, family is shrouded in mystery be for a lot of it because of illegal reasons, you know, covering up crimes and stuff like that. And my... My uh, my paternal grandmother had three husbands, seventeen children, and my father wow. was the last of them. So I have no idea about that side of the family, where they came from, who they were. I, I know my grandmother's uh, name, and that's as far back as I can go. And she she was in America. Like I can't trace it back to Europe or any of that stuff. I don't know any of my roots, and so, in some ways, I'm jealous of people who can. I'm sure if I did one of those websites with the DNA stuff, they would tell me some stuff. Maybe yeah. it's stuff I don't want to know. You know I did an <laughs> I did ancestry.com and I went got back as far as slavery and then the site said under reconstruction. So I couldn't <laughs> it said like era four four under reconstruction. So I couldn't go any further than slavery. But uh <laughs> yeah. well I, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's gone. What the fuck? Um, um, my wife and I plan on doing the DNA for our uh, wedding, our, our anniversary present to each other uh, this year. Uh, so that your and sister. Oh, uh, oh God! Yo, <laughs> she, her her mom was adopted, so I mean, there's there is a chance that we're. I doubt it though. We were from completely different areas and stuff. America's However, a big country. How messed, a lot up, of how messed up would that be though? Um, but we're gonna do the twenty one, um, the twenty one and me or whatever. And uh, yeah, I'm telling you right now, if I find out I am any percent black, I'm saying the n word every day, every day. <laughs> like I don't care if it's two percent. I mean, even if it's two percent, that's that's got to be enough. Good no, enough. probably it's not. Enough. It's probably not enough. It's no, it is. Never it mind. Is. Yeah, no, never mind. And, it's and, not. And, and, you need a pass. I have a card. Let me get you one of my. Let me get you one of my get out of nigger free cards. Right. Listen, <laughs> I mean, I really, I really yeah. only need it for when I listen to Fifty Cent. You know what I mean? Because oh, I just hate. I hate sounding like the, the radio edit version of the song. You know right. what I mean? That's okay. the weird part. It's like, listen, man, I dig the music. I just want to say it with you. That's all. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Is that William Conway like, and what's your middle name? Edward. <laughs> Edward. Edward, Edward Thomas, if you want to get real specific. Oh, like, yeah, because they don't, they don't talk about the word nigger. You just can't. They go, they're going to check your card. If you, yeah. If you, yeah. you, stand out you know, uh, like I'm going to check your card. I'm not I know buying there's into a that. website I can buy you some white privilege at. I'm going to I'm gonna get you that. Really? Brother. I'm going to. 
but yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, you can totally, yeah. There's like little cards. Um, it was at a Matt Ripe show. I saw a clip of a Matt Ripe show where a guy gave him a white privilege card, I, and I think Matt Ripe gave it to a black guy at the show. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, and all I did was get his ass kicked for for showing that card. Like, how dare you show me? Well, that. it's also good for insurance. Oh yeah, no also. kidding. I mean, it's, it's uh, an insurance card I mean, as well. Yeah. dude it, well, it drives me crazy it's uh it's not a desire that i have i i just like to joke about it because it actually drives me bonkers i got some nephews that are lily white motherfuckers born and raised in iowa that say it and it drives me fucking insane and i'm just i'm just waiting for the day that they get knocked the fuck out and i could just be like i told you so i told you not to say that shit you know what i mean uh, and we were just talking Jesus. about grandparents and stuff, and it reminded me of Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, he was uh, in his act. He's talking about people say because he loved his grandmother. And they said we wanted you at her funeral. Want you to stand up and say something nice about. It. Don't make a joke and all this stuff. And he was just talking about what a lovely woman she was with a southern accent. And he just remembers how endearing it was every time she used the n word at her funeral. So, uh, basic, basically, that, that we, when uh, we were talking about grandmothers, that that joke was was in the back of my mind. But dark humor, man. Talk about dark humor. Yeah. But as the comedy killer I am, and to kill a, a moment that could have some comedy potential in it, we I was forced to play a, a fundraiser for a Republican Party uh, because my singer was a Republican, and he got got us this gig. And because of that, the senator wrote us this "get out of speeding ticket" card. Uh, Are you kidding me? No, every band member got it out, and then I got pulled over by a cop. I was doing seventy miles an hour, and I showed him. He said, "What the fuck is this? I'm supposed to let you go?" And he, all it did was make him more mad. So those cards, <laughs> I I wouldn't trust that card. I will, that. I will say, when I was in Springfield, um, they had you could get you could check out board games because they had like three man rooms, six man rooms, and you can actually check out board games for the week. And there was a monopoly that you could check out, but those guards did not respect the get out of jail free card at all. They just, they would just laugh at you and walk away. And I hated it. It was stupid. Right. Uh, so so Leo, who is the hardest member of your family for you to make laugh? Uh, not the dead ones, not counting the dead ones, the living ones. My mom. She was, she doesn't like when I get certain ways. She's like, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't talk about that. <laughs> what what right. is it that she doesn't want you to talk about? She, political stuff she don't want me to talk about. Right. I did yeah. a joke. I did a joke. So I did a joke because um, I was driving and I like stopped abruptly and some lady behind me was pissed. She got mad at me. So we parked. I parked and she parks right next to me and she starts staring at me like she mad at me. So I look back at her, back at her. And the joke is, I'm not afraid to fight anybody who looked like Joe Biden because she was. <laughs> and my mom got mad. She's like, don't talk about oh my Joe God. Biden. Oh, oh my I god! Like, I said, "Look like I didn't say him." <laughs> oh my god! Now, did the woman? Yeah. He was like, "Don't do it." <laughs> now, did the woman actually look like Joe Biden, or could you substitute, uh, let's say, Mitch McConnell? Oh, I can, oh yeah, she yeah, yeah. McConnell. Yeah, and and then your mother would like it. That's what I'm asking. Nah, I don't think she. Oh, maybe, maybe it's not. It's not about the political <laughs> stuff. It's about the image of making fun of somebody's physical appearance, right? Right. right. So substitute Mitch no, McConnell for Joe Biden. Biden to make your mom happy. Joe Biden, because I, I think 
I, I know. Maybe if I change it to Mitch McConnell, she'd probably be like, huh? Uh, she might say, hit the bitch. <laughs> like, the bitch. Bitch, that's why the Supreme Court is the way it is. It's Mitch's fault. Like, you know. Yes, yeah. See, you have to oh, kick. Yeah. Do, so throw that little bone in there for your mom. Say, mom, this is for you. This was for you. I, I, I just wonder who's going to step down from their uh, Senate seat first, uh, Diane Feinstein or uh, Mitch she, McConnell. Diane Feinstein passed away. She's yeah, but she's not still. She's still holding on to her seat. She's she's refusing to give it up, even though she's dead. <laughs> but who who's going to quit first, McConnell or, or Feinstein? That's, that's well, McConnell question. keeps quitting, but they keep rebooting him. They keep downloading <laughs> the next software. McConnell's oh trying to quit. He's like, oh, that's why he keeps freezing up. Is the download? He's trying that's to quit. Oh, <laughs> like last time, the system is so old that it can't function <laughs> while while downloading. The, right, he's up to Windows ninety eight now. They're trying to get him to the to Windows, the two thousand to the right. two thousand operating system. Okay, right. they can't do it all at once because <laughs> his system would overload. They have to do it one operating system at a time. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. His heartbeat probably sounds like dial up. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? Um, the, I applaud that you're brave enough to not try to please everybody. Because I think part of what we're seeing in the, I know I said before, cancel culture doesn't exist. And I don't think it truly does exist. But the one of the fallouts from it is comedians being too careful about, I can't say this joke. And I think that's the the real negative part about it. It's not like who lost their career, because I don't think anybody lost their career. It's about placing the fear of what can I get away with and what am I allowed to do? And right. you don't, it seems like you have not given into that. And so, again, congratulations for uh, not not conforming to ridiculous uh, expectations of what comedy should be and, and shouldn't yeah. be. So. I think you got to do what you want to do. I mean, you're not going to make everybody happy, but um, like I do like my, I like doing things that are funny. I mean, I, I don't know. I do piss people off. Sometimes men get mad. I did a joke. I don't know if they get mad. I don't know. They might not get mad. I don't know every man on this planet, so I can't say uh, <laughs> what they're getting mad at or not. I was yeah, there was a joke I was concerned about. I'm not going to lie, because I do I do comb through my jokes. Um, but there's one joke I was concerned about. So uh, the joke is about uh, um, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. So, you know, Robert right. De Niro had a baby at 79 years old. Right. And I was like, uh, Al Pacino heard it. And he's like, bet I'll do you one better. I have a baby at <laughs> <age> three. <laughs> okay. And I was just like, and I was like thinking, you know, when medical professionals see men at that age having babies, do you think when they see that, they'll be like, do they say to themselves, those guys got those women pregnant with that osteoporosis sperm? Like, you think that's what's going through their head? And I love the joke. I that's, love it. But yeah. I don't know if other people would. So, you know, I do, I'm not just like willy-nilly. I do think about things when I write it. I don't just be like, oh, I'm just going, you know, sometimes I try it out. Sometimes like, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, I do take that into account. So. The only thing I take into account is whether somebody can, uh, they can use it to cancel uh, it literally take take my platform away from me on this kind of stuff. But out in the open, I, I, I unfortunately will say anything that I think is funny, and it has definitely gotten me in trouble uh, quite a quite a bit. But it's never got me 
I shouldn't say it never got me fired. It's got me off. I got thrown out of uh, bands that won't hire me ever again. But uh, you know, I don't look back. I say, "Fuck it." If that's the way it was, you know, if that's the way it's going to be, I can't change who I am for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Now, Aquia, who who would make you nervous sitting in the audience? Who would make me nervous? Like if I saw him, be like, "Oh my god!" Right. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, because if you don't see them, they, you'll know they're obvious and they shouldn't affect you. So, yeah, let's assume you see them. So, go ahead. Uh, okay, so I used to play basketball as a kid in high school and stuff like that. And I remember growing up, my parents would watch the Lakers because when we lived in California, I went to a game and I saw Magic Johnson and I freaked out. I was like, don't go and act a crazy fool. Like that was like, now, is it because you thought he might have sex with you? Because he was known. He was, I'm just no, saying. No, 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 no. Because he was a prolific player on and off the court. That's what I'm right. saying. His, he, he never was. stopped dribbling is what I'm saying. <laughs> on and off the court, the ball was bouncing. So. What, why, 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 why would Magic Johnson make you nervous? Uh, I, it's just, uh, I, it's not, you're not I'm aphobic, not, are you? No, no, it was HIV it was, phobic. No, okay, no, it's growing up. I just remember watching the games with my parents and everything, and um, they were like, um, they're very much a part of the Lakers thing. And my, my stepdad used to love the Lakers and do all that kind of stuff, so I just remember that, you know, and it just reminds me of a time growing up. Like um, when I was younger, so it just reminds me of that that moment. So, I yeah. hate when friends do and family. Do you have a Magic are. Johnson joke just in case he shows up? I do not have a Magic Johnson joke. Because so. you're not good friends. Hey, Magic, do me a favor. Look up a queer, and next time she's in your town, go see her. She has a joke for you. There you go. Now you gotta write it. <laughs> I got a joke for Oprah. I probably still. I probably get nervous around Oprah because she'd be like, "Why are you talking about me, man?" Yeah, I, I wouldn't buy you. Oprah can fuck just outright buy you. Slavery or not, she's got the money. She can fucking buy you. You ain't that free. That that's Oprah true. Can still buy you. I uh, personally, I don't like when friends and family are in the audience. That fucks me up big time. And if there is somebody I know who is uh, really, really good at what they do, and I th I think they see through my imposter syndrome and know I'm a phony. That w I'm I'm now I'm I get insecure on stage. If you know if Joe Satriani came to my gig, I would be like I would definitely be intimidated, and it would show in my performance. It's just like I would try I would go minimal, trying not to impress them. You know, try to play as simple as possible. So in case they had any criticism, I could say, well, I'm just I'm just you know filling in. When I was a teenager, we were on the beach and we had a bunch of guitars out there playing. We we're just trying to impress the girls. You know, and we were taking requests from the, you know, the ladies, you know, so we're just there's like six of us with the guitars out on the beach, you know, and we we're just playing. And we actually played Hotel California like 19 times that night. Although when I retell the story, it's 50, but historically it's 19. And so we're playing this shit. It's all simple shit. And this one guy walks by and says, uh, anybody know how to play Paco de la Chua? You know, and we went, fuck you. Because he picked up the guitar and started playing like Paco de la You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He starts playing like that. We all went like, fuck you. And took the guitar back and said, get out of here. Trying to make <laughs> us look bad. 
We got the E coordinate. We got the one four five down pat. You get the uh, fuck out of here. Yeah, I I hear you. So I I I feel the same way. Like I would kick him out. We don't need anybody showing off here. Don't right. come here to make me look bad. I, I'm impressing the ladies here. Right. I, I just, at least in my I, mind, I am. I just learned movie today. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that shit. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. So, uh, well, thank you for coming on and getting up early. I know it's an, an hour earlier where you are, and we appreciate and and we you're welcome to come back anytime. The gig is November 9th. It's uh, what 8 p.m. Is it 8 p.m.? Uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Central Time uh, at the Lincoln Lounge Theater. Uh, yeah, uh, Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Right. To, and $20. tickets are twenty dollars, and there's like a hundred comedians on the bill. <laughs> More like a million, but you're yeah. gonna love it. You're gonna right. love it. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Good luck with it, and uh, we'll keep an eye on your career. Now, if you got any promotional stuff, please do email it to me, and I will put it in my newsletter. Put it on the website, let people know about it, and, and oh. continue. Uh, we are an open door for you now. Anything you, uh, we can help with promoting your career, I uh, look forward to seeing good things from you. So thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. You guys have a great. Thanks for putting up with us. Yeah. yeah, and when you get that Magic Johnson joke, you bring it back so we can run it by us. Run it by us. <laughs> I'll, I'll run it by you. I oh, and and yeah. in case you're in need of prayer, starting October 15th, the Rev's going to be doing a uh, Sunday morning uh, Church of the Last Resort where he'll be giving prayer requests and confessionals and things like that. Uh, Sunday morning, 9 a.m., uh, starting October 15th. So okay. thank, thanks. Have a great day. Bye for okay, now. Bye. Bye. She's really cool, right? Uh, good stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I appreciate her. I, and uh, so, who did either of you guys bet that she wouldn't show up? Uh, no, I actually—I <laughs> don't think I we did, got that far. Yeah, I, I, I thought she wasn't going to show up. I yeah. thought she was like watching in the background, like you know, just like live <laughs> streaming us and going like, "Oh fuck, I ain't doing that." <laughs> now, I'm just curious, if you were me. With the guest who didn't show up, the first guest who was scheduled, uh, would you pursue that and ask him why, or you just let it go and just take? Um, I mean, you wouldn't even ask him. You wouldn't even follow up. Like, well, I hey. follow up only because I'm a decent human being. I, I care about people a little bit. Oh, and make sure that they're okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Just to make sure that they're okay. And, well, and if they're okay, then I'd say, well, "You fucking bastard." Why yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> But if it's a serious thing, like I'm gonna take, because I'm not gonna lie to you. Once I thought I thought Max stood me up once, and I I, I was upset, you know. But my wife says, "Oh, I fucked him over." Said, yeah. Now said my wife says, "What if it's serious?" I said, "Well, he better be dead." Standing, you know. But <laughs> yeah, so I hope you. Know, yeah. When my producer used to fuck up on the radio show, I would say, "I hope you're dead for your sake." <laughs> uh, That's the kind of stuff my dad would say. Yeah, I hope you're dead yeah. for your sake. Yeah, because uh, if I get a hold of you, hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's worse yeah. than death. Dude, uh, my dad would, oh my God, he was such a, oh. Yeah, mm. but, but to your point, though, last week I had a no show for on the evening show, and uh, she did, it was for a legitimate reason. A car had crashed into a, t a utility pole right in front of her house. Oh, no. Put the power out. Right, so we're keeping you up. Now I know that uh, because uh, I'm just going to talk over the top of his yawning. But uh, the uh, uh, when I'm when I'm reaching out to bookers, because sometimes uh, sometimes people will see me and actually say I like you, I want to book you, okay? And then they'll give me like an email, and I'll reach out to them, and they'll be like, "New email, who this?" 
uh, and I'm you know, trying to reach out. And the third, no, by the third, after, after three times, I say, fuck you. I don't care if you book me or not. You know, I can, you know, a lot of people get a lot of emails and they've been looking. I can see how you can miss an email or two, especially one coming from me. I can understand that. But after three, I say, fuck them. So as far as people not showing up on your show, you know, I give them one more shot and it'd be like, you stand you up a second time, then, you know, throw his ass to the wolves. As a matter of fact, talk bad about him. Say yeah. you saw his show. <laughs> And he stinks. No. All right, we we got to get off the air and let Will go take a nap or something. He's he's uh, running out of oxygen, which is what I'm so doing. sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't mean uh, to do this. Uh, man, I would be doing it too if I if, uh, if I weren't so caffeinated. Uh, and I'm right. gonna get even. Oh, and I and I would be caffeinated, but I spilled my cappuccino all over. I was so mad. <laughs> You know, the delivery on the coffee stuff, by the way, it's a little bit slow because Jackie, I don't know if Jackie's was delivered. I didn't get a message that Jackie's was delivered. That's two weeks ago now I sent him that. And he oh, that. yeah, interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm a little disappointed with, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't order Mind Dog Coffee. I know my brother got his. Somebody sent it to him as a gift. Mind Dog Coffee, oh, we're, we're not moving enough to keep it. I might I might go back to uh, another brand. if If things don't improve, on the uh, ordering scene soon, uh, we may we may go back to ho- that Hawaiian company. <laughs> anyway, okay, we have to uh, get off the air tomorrow. Tommy Chong will be with us. Uh, it'll be a, a interesting conversation with Tommy. It always is, and I uh, hope people will join us. Cheech will not be here, uh, but it, it, I think Tommy's enough by himself. We'll we'll see. We'll see how that. I'm goes. sure it'll be good. You sure it will be good? Well, you have a lot of faith. Good for you. Anyway, I'm bouncing you guys. Uh, I, I don't know what we got accomplished here, but hopefully we got accomplished something. We saved uh, lives and souls. We, we did. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, it's in the right there, right there. Because um, Andrew was going to kill himself before he started watching, and then he said, "says What have I locked into here?" And then he's he stuck around because well, yeah. he says a lot of stuff. He's kind okay. of. Uh, so you know, and, never... Ian, and Ian is always like one. He's like always one Xanax away from offing himself. So I think uh, he lives I today. think he's gonna off somebody else. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for being here, guys, and we'll we'll see you uh, when we see you. Bye for now. All right, it's just me, and I'm saying goodbye um, and telling you to turn on your radio and all that stuff. I'm going to go. Um, I have work to do, but of course, as I mentioned yesterday, I went to uh, the dispensary and there's this purple daddy stuff that is supposed to be, uh, I don't know if you can see it, but it, according to the advertising, it says it's a new, it's got a world record for the uh, strongest, uh, greatest amount of THC per you know, 52%, which is a high number of concentration of THC. I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, so I might not show up tomorrow. Tommy Chong might be here without me, just uh, him and Will doing the show without me, I guess, or something. Anyway, don't forget to turn on your radio. Uh, and bye for now. Bye for now. Look, I'm not going to push the button until I say.
listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.